<laughs> All right, well, we'll just start the show like that then. This is the 5 on 5 podcast presented to you by directmusicservice.com. Promo code 5 on 5, F-I-V-E-O-N-F-I-V-E. Go take your butt over there. Go get you some new edits. Go get some remixes, originals, stuff from Danny Diggs, Audio One, Kevin Scott. Mighty Icon, Moves. Mighty, my, Mighty Moves is on there. Now. Throwback yeah. Brothers. Throwback <laughs> Brothers. I play way too much from Throwback Brothers, actually. Same. So the list goes on and on and on. Uh, yeah, that'll save you 30% off your first month subscription. We're going to get right into it. Hold on. When you're on YouTube, go ahead and hit the like, hit the subscribe, and ding the bell every time we drop a video. Let's go. Perfect. I'm one of your hosts, Phenom, down the street from me, Nick Lopez, down the street from him, Jupiter Williams, way up north in Anchorage, Alaska, DJ Gray. And Detective. Way down in the bottom right, the bottom right, we're talking Jacksonville, Florida. I love this guy. I've been following this guy on Twitter, and then I, I've stumbled the other way onto Instagram now and finding him on there. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Fresh. Make some noise. Boom, 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 boom. He's fresh. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nick, how you doing, man? Uh, doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Oh, thanks for being how y'all here, doing? man. I'm doing, doing all right. What's going on? I mean, <laughs> we're doing okay. Bad, man. We're, we're doing okay. We're doing we we had no, we had our talks about WWF and everything like that. Uh, WWE no, and, oh, yeah. Man. Okay. Can we like dedicate like half of the show? No, don't do that. Please, no. please. <laughs> Are you okay? no, listen, I'm getting back into it. I, I now at okay. least know at least four new people that I can like. Just listen, now was the time to get into it too because Damn. so much drama is happening. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm telling <laughs> you, back when I was like a kid, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. Yeah, sexual stuff was allowed back then. I don't know. Like now, it's like no, and then it's just all a part of the drama, you know. Oh man, yeah, life uh, is infiltrating art. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Maybe a little bit too much. Too much, <laughs> right? Exactly. That's why this is a great episode too. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Carl. I, I think I'm just gonna get into it. This is gonna be a lot of Grammy talk today. It's gonna get fucking weird. It's gonna get difficult. Uh, Nick, what we do around here every week, we compare two artists head-to-head, their top five songs on Spotify, and I think it's only right that we dive in today to the hot-button topic that's been circulating the internet. Uh, I'm talking Beyonce versus Taylor Swift. We're going to go five (laughs) rounds today. We're going to make you choose between this or that. I have a feeling it might be a little Beyonce heavy. I'm just going to go out here on a limb. All right. (laughs) <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Round one, Taylor Swift, Cruel Summer, or Beyonce, Crazy in Love, featuring Jay-Z. Which way are we going? Uh, we're going to go with Beyonce, Crazy in Love. Uh, even though it has been played, I feel like it has played, or I've heard it so much, uh, mm. to death, even over cre- uh, single ladies. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of yeah. it, but I'm not going to let Taylor Swift take that win here on this, <laughs> on this one. I'm sure it's going to get a little bit more. It's going to get interesting. Come on. What else? Yeah. What, what else you got? <laughs> yeah, what yeah it's going to get a little interesting. It's going to get a little interesting here. Uh, round two, uh, Taylor Swift, is it over now? Taylor's version or Beyonce Cuff It? Uh, ooh. Cause I do actually, I'm not going to lie. I do. I'm not like the Swifty. Like I, I'm not a Swifty, but Real recognizes real. If you are going to write something that's, you know, kind of hitting the soul and piercing, I'm going to be like, okay, all right, mm. I'll give you that one. 
And yeah. Is It Over Now is actually really good. Cuff It, sorry, Beyonce. It sounds like it sounds like it's in the same realm of Uptown Funk, like Carnival Cruise Line Funk. Yeah, oh, so I call I that don't like like, okay, 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 okay. We got a new I playlist really coming up. Like, I know, no, seriously, like, I, you know, no. So, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love, look, I love like I love the edits of like Cuff It, like like you know, eccentric and like yeah, you know, crazy, and, like, like everybody deciding that. Even like that random little kid that lives in Wisconsin that decided to say, hey, let's throw like, you know, cutie pie with, you know, cuff it and everything and see where that mm -hmm. goes. You know, I prefer that over like the original instrumentation. So I will yeah. go. I'll give this one to Taylor. I'm right. I honestly don't know the last time I played the original version of cuff. Yeah. 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 I, I was playing right the edit. With you on that. And that's OK. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing about. Cuff it is it has all the pieces to be like a really fucking sick song, but it's so polished and yeah. so clean that it's That's like, it. of course it's gonna be at Six Flags. Of course it's gonna be on Carnival Cruise. And that was like, our that was our problem with Six Sonic. Exactly. Yeah, uh, oh, it just, really? It has okay. all the pieces that you want, just too clean. Too right. clean. Too right. clean. Too clean. Like I I just found out Sheila E is on Cuff It. I didn't even know that. Really? Really? Yeah, I didn't know that either. She, know that either. she does the percussion. Oh. Who oh, knew? Oh, again, all the pieces. You got fucking yeah. Sheila E. Uh, who is, was it Niall? Who, is, who else is on there? Yeah, Niall Rogers. Uh, Niall. Well. Like, everybody's on there. You know, too clean. Crazy. I'm, I'm kind of over that. You know, I, I need, uh, especially if we're dealing with, if we're going to, you know, uh, go back or pay homage to mm -hmm. like you know the boogie funk and the disco sounds and everything, yeah. I need. Can somebody actually admit that they're on cocaine so they can just have that BPM? I was gonna go say once you take the cocaine out of the equation, like, you know, like <laughs> no, I'm telling you, you know, the thing when I started like diving back into like vinyl mixing and everything, it's like that's the thing that we're dealing with. We're dealing with uh, terrible tape edits, and we're dealing with drummers that were pretty much just tooted and booted. Yeah. So like, yeah. I right. want that. I want yeah. that on this record. I don't want yeah. it to be like so quantized and so pretty and pristine that you actually ultimately, if it's supposed to be sleazy, which Cuff It, in my opinion, sounds like, at least yeah. the lyrical content. Like, you know, I mean, can I sit on top of you and all that other mm -hmm. stuff? It's like, yo, like this is supposed to be like boner inducing when you listen to it. Yeah. And right. because it was take all of that was taken out, you get mm -hmm. exactly what you're saying, you know? Yeah. And as for Sheila E being on, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I mean, all the stank off it. To Colin, what, what, off Colin, what is our favorite thing to do when, whenever we hear like a '70s song? <laughs> we always like, "Hey, man, how zooted were they in the studio?" Yeah, well, right. yeah. Literally, anytime we hear anything like that, we're like, "Oh, the coke must have been flowing." It's, it's, yeah. it's, right. it's, I'm telling yeah. you. They think they think people are gonna be um, maybe turned off by a little swing to the drums yeah. if everything isn't perfect quantized, you know, four four like that. People are gonna be like, oh, I don't, or it's not radio friendly or whatever. I think that's a top down. I think that's yeah. coming from yeah. the labels, and I, I still think labels have some sort of interaction with Beyonce and shit like this, and being like, hey, this is the single, this is what we want to push, this is dope, like. I know that kind of sounds crazy, but it's still dollars and cents at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. True. But they got to you know, put it on the Troll soundtrack. Right. 
I mean, no, I mean, I have sat through, and and I know that you guys have as well. You know, I, you know, but you you notice some bands that do very well, and like like okay, I'll let me rephrase all of this. Uh, there was a band that was in Jacksonville that blew up. They were doing indie dance and indie rock and all of that. This was like the mid two thousands. And I remember following them, like, you know, really actually going out and checking them out and everything. And it was grit. It was unpolished. It sounded unfinished. It was ridiculous how this thing worked, you know. And then they got signed to a major label. And they ended up on shows like Yo Gabba Gabba and David Letterman and all that other stuff. But ultimately, they got panned because the record was too polished. It was like they took all of that grime and grit and things that needed pine saw. They took all of that out. And and then to add the extra bonus to it, it was like, you know, now we're in Jacksonville and these people are looking so jealous right now, no matter what, because they still ended up where they ended up doing these festivals and everything like that. And yeah. And the only thing that really, at least from my standpoint, that really did really well was the remix that was put out on one of their singles. And mm. yeah, like I said, I'm trying not to name names. Yeah, I can tell. But like... Who the hell are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. Uh, we're talking about... Okay, well, fuck it. We're talking about the Black Kids. The Black Kids, okay. when they were out... Black Kids oh, were out yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah. They, were, yeah. they are from Jacksonville. And a, a, a success story and, and, in any way, shape, form, or fashion. You know, it was like... I'm glad that we're actually celebrating somebody that's not Limp Biscuit or, <laughs> you know, of the sort and everything mm-hmm. like that, which also they had a lot of grit and grime. And I am willing to at least uh, I'll 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 dick ride three dollar bill. Y'all. I will do that. <laughs> you know, oh, I, I'm Biscuit willing to do place, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, man. It's <laughs> applauded. That kind of behavior is applauded around Absolutely. here. That's what. Right. We yeah, like to absolutely. speak corn, Olympus biscuit, here. all that. Yeah, any <laughs> new metal, butt rock. Yeah, bring it on. Listen, I was in the corn cage when he went corn and zombie came to town and everything. I, oh. They treated me like security. Don't give a fuck. I was still dancing my ass off in the street. <laughs> every time I went to every time I went to these rock shows, they thought I was security, bro. Like you know, like hate breed and everything. They're like, oh yeah, Yo, pick up this garbage. Go pick up this girl. Fuck that. <laughs> If you don't want to get hit, don't get in the pit. Like, for real. Let me do this. Like, let me pick up the change, please. No, damn. I love that. I love the idea of Nick waiting in line for the check at the end of the night, too. Still, though, being like, yo, like, I, I was here. Like, where's my check? <laughs> I'm clocked in. No, that's fucking dope. Well, since since we're going to dive into a quick sidebar, Limp Bizkit or Corn, who you got? Uh, mm. Corn, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Because they were more consistent. Okay. Uh, Limp Biscuit kind of, you know, suffered from the big head. You know, sorry, Fred. Yeah. Don't beat me up. Yeah. Don't come from the mushroom and come for me, bro. Like, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a wrong answer on that one. I'm just going to so. go. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead know. and say it. I mean, they were good for what they were, but, like, also I'm seeing, like, people, these revisionist people online also say, like, Behind Blue Eyes was like one of the best covers ever, and I'm like, I just can't rock with that shit. I just can't. No, like, no. I can't. No, no. like no. And these same people also like think that disturbs the sound of silence. Like that version is like better. Oh, than, I hate you know, that. I hate that. Oh, like, what are y'all doing? No. Like, you know, no. what are no. y'all doing? Like for real? Yeah. No. 
Stop. You weren't. They weren't there. You weren't there. They weren't outside. <laughs> we're not no. outside. No. Disturbed had a couple like, bad covers. Ah, like, get the yeah, fuck out yeah. of here. I swear oh to God. My God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we're getting back into the battle. This could go on for days. Yeah. This could. This is a conversation that could go on for days. <laughs> Round three, Taylor Swift, anti-hero, or Beyonce, Halo. Which way are we going next? Ooh. Anti-hero. Ooh, this is a, that's a good matchup, though. It's a really good matchup. Matchup. Halo, uh, Halo wasn't one, one of my favorite Beyonce singles. It wasn't yeah. like you know. It, it obviously sounded like we're gonna, we've got to make this adult contemporary. You oh, know, we, we need a ballad. Find a way, mm-hmm. you know. We needed so, one. And yeah, and she still got it. You know, I mean, you know, and right on, right on. But ultimately, anti-hero and the way that it's become very earwormish and yeah. everything. I'm yeah, like I've found an editor three. And I've decided to kind of mess with that too. Mm. Yeah. Another All right, Beyonce, come on, come Another on. Another one for Taylor. Ooh. Yeah, he said. He said he. He, he said he's not a Swifty either. Look at him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look at him. Don't listen. 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 We're just becoming friends. Don't do this. Hey, you on our. Hey, you on our podcast, my guy. Just remember. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Sorry. He's like, oh, I love this. Uh, Nick, do you want the fifth seat on this show for good? We might just keep you around, man. Let's go. Let's go. Listen, uh, we need you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Round four, gentlemen. Everyone sit down. Back to your seats, everyone. Everyone relax here. Hey, just calm down. Uh, Taylor Swift lover or Beyonce single ladies put a ring on it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Just out of default, I'm gonna say single ladies. Out of default, you were was expecting me to say, you know, oh, lover. You know, I was. <laughs> I was. The way he said, "Oh, come on," I was like, "Here we go." I was like, "Based on your last couple picks, I don't know. I don't know which way this is going." I'm sorry, exactly. you know, no, no. I am a wild card. Okay, <laughs> I, I appreciate know. a good wild card around here. I don't oh, know, man. I don't know what to say. Uh, hey, gentlemen. listen, the, the Dream wrote single ladies, and right. anything that the Dream writes, I'm with it. Yeah, You know, mm-hmm. can we shout out the Dream for Yamaha? Can we, like, <laughs> one of the best non-Prince yes. writers to ever exist? Yeah, Thank man. You. That's, that's yes. about as non-Prince, Prince, yeah. Yeah. You got uh, you got Yamaha, and he's got... um. Which record was that? Is, uh... Yamaha and yeah, walking on the moon, walking on the moon, walking on the moon. But you know uh-huh. what? Walking on the moon though, there was a remix that U Turn did that, like I, it was it was the funky stuff, like it was it was like a boogie version of walking. Paul, on the moon. I think you played that. Yep, I you remember that version. Everything U Turn's made, by the way, put that stamp on there, right? Yeah, now. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying, one of my heroes, yeah. man, absolutely. Yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, four color Zach when I caught Dream and Hudson Mohawk with oh. Zach DJing, and um, Dream opened up for Hudmo with a live band, which I thought was was cool. Either way, this was the twenty dollars show, right? The, yeah, it was twenty dollars tickets. Yeah, yeah, wow. it was it was a cheap show for sure. But Zach did um, the little mix. red Cor- little red Corvette yep. into Yamaha. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh, during during the show, and then okay. yeah, you know, because it's, it's pretty similar. Um, we're just gonna round out this this uh, round five here. 
Uh, Taylor Swift Cardigan or Beyonce My House, the new single? Mm, I am actually, I don't think I've ever heard Cardigan, so I'm going to go ahead and go with My House. Okay. And My House also, you know, again, if it had more grit and grime and gravy. It it tried to. It tried to. It tried to. It it would sound like straight up like a different world, like, you know, black college campus, you know, like that's the kind of stuff. I was expecting. Yeah, her yeah, yeah, yeah. We already got, we already got that. Like you know, with you know her other era, but you know, but my house. And that's her. why I think that that's why I think that song was left off the album. It's because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Right. But no, I'm with you. It definitely tried to, especially at the end where they tried to switch up the beat and everything like that. Yeah. It tried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to quote the, the late great Negro poet Whitney Houston, "Didn't we almost have it all?" <laughs> <laughs> And just like yes. that, we got this week's clip. 1919, yes. we got the clip for this week. This is fantastic. We don't need to do two-hour shows anymore. We get our clips in the first 30 minutes. I love it. I love it. I can go about my day. Nick can go about his day. Y'all can go about your day. This is fantastic. We're done here. There's nothing oh, else to see. That's so good. I'm not happy with that Taylor Swift and Beyonce, though, so I'm going to do something that we've never seen before. This is unprecedented territory. This is uncharted territory. I'm bringing in an emergency head-to-head, five rounds, rapid fire. Yes, that's right. We're doing two matchups this week. Since there was a Grammys, yes, good and great, dandy. I'm still going to stick with my original one. Nick? All right. I'm talking Commodores versus OJs. We're getting into it right now. <laughs> right fucking now. <laughs> Round okay. one. All right. Round All right. one. Easy from Commodores or Love Train from OJs. Who you got? Easy by the Commodores. Okay. Round by two. Mile. And it's only really, I know it's rapid fire, but I just want to say because I sat through so many episodes of, uh, of Soul Train, of them dancing to Love Train, I'm like, it's Enough. done. <laughs> Trains left the station. Yeah. It, it really has. There's no love on this train. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> Round two, brick house or backstabbers? Backstabbers, for sure. Okay. Fire. Round three, night shift or used to be my girl? Anything, anything. It could be Chinese country, anything over night shift. <laughs> oh, damn. It's a Chinese country. <laughs> Which brings us to round four. No. Uh, round four, three times a lady or now that we found love? Uh, now that we found love, mainly because of all of the covers that came after by Third World, uh, Heavy mm. Day featuring the Creeper, right. Aaron Hall, yeah. like, you know, yeah. uh, all the Lover's yeah. Rock versions. Love them. Who did it best? Who did Heavy it D. best? Heavy D. Heavy, Heavy D. D. And that's, I, then that's also yeah. nostalgia talking, too, because I was, like, seven, and that Same. was, like, one of the first records yeah. that I, like, Same. mixed with and everything, and I was, like, yo, you yeah. know, Heavy D, and then the video, and he's, like, you know, yeah. dancing, yeah. And yeah. Not losing, yeah. like, not losing breath and everything. Right. Like, so, right. I'm <laughs> telling you, I was happy, too. I was, like, yo. This is my hero. I love Shout out to the overweight lover. Original, <laughs> okay. original drink. Listen, heavy D, heavy like, D didn't cuss either. Oh, man. Not until oh, his later years. Not until his later years. Until yeah, right. Until his later years. Right? Later years, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But his, I think his, his, his stuff, his early stuff, he wasn't cussing on it. No, he wasn't. Didn't have yeah. to. 
They're they not have to see fire. Yep. And then the records that he had, like, you know, somebody from me and uh, you know, uh, oh gosh, you ain't heard nothing yet. I mean, like, mm-hmm. like flipping these like wild jazz samples, which we know that that was Eddie F, but like, you know, and, and Teddy Riley and all that, yeah. but like yeah. That was a great Still, yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, love every D. Right there. Round five. You. Shall we round five? Let's round five. Lady, lady, you bring me up or OJ's for the love of money. Uh mm. because I'm in my boogie era and it never mm-hmm. seems to end. I'm gonna go ahead and stay with Lady. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's I, yeah. That's a tough one. It is. It that's, is. That's, I love that. But I'm also role. not trying to deliberate in my mind. Like we would be here for another two hours. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, the first role. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Lionel yeah. Richie's like sounding like he just came out of Roscoe's chicken and waffles and everything <laughs> since this record. Yeah. You know, like, like he did shit. too. I mean, just yeah. like balancing it too, because remember that year that was '81. So now you're dealing with him like really crossing over into like, okay, I'm gonna do this record for Kenny Rogers. I'm gonna write these records and produce these records on Kenny Rogers or whatever, you know, and you know, endless love and everything. Like you know. Yeah, so he had mm-hmm. a little bit. Of, he had a little bit of grit, you know, mm-hmm. which is important. I like that, you know. Yeah. If you didn't know that already, because that's yeah, yeah, yeah grit is the magic word today. Theme of the so day. Sorry. I was gonna say that's the yeah. theme of it. The- <laughs> I'm sorry, friends. I'm sorry. We need to. The playlist out of this is songs with grit. <laughs> songs with grit. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, we have a co- we have a couple playlists out for this yeah. this episode yeah. already. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cruise. Uh, the cruise line. Uh, the, the cruise line. Cruise line. Cruise line. Yeah, cruise The cruise line versus the grid. That's a that's a good like contrast, right? It's, yeah, yeah. It's, Absolutely. It's everything. Absolutely. That's the versus B side. Trying to be. Unless, <laughs> yeah. Um, unless we do cruise line versus Six Flags. Because that's yeah. that's the other option. Gonna that's going to come up next. Kind of adjacent to Six Flags, but I don't think it is. No. Cruise no, line is like not, not quite on the nose because we're talking about international coast. waters right now, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you know Cruise what I mean. And you have to and you have to pay funk where grit, real funk, human drummers, little swing. Yeah. So some cocaine, I, very much some quaaludes. Because Six yeah. Flags is like a lot of hot, sweaty fun. studios. It's fun. Yeah. It's silly. Sweating on the silly. instruments. I think silly is the big thing for Six Flags. And then you got to pay for everything, too. Like, I mean, on a Carnival Cruise Line, it's, a, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. We're not taking this literal. I'm sorry. My no, bad. we are. No, no we are. <laughs> we are. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Carnival Cruise Line uh, or a Cruise Line, you know, because I, I don't want y'all to, like, lose your jobs over, like, you know, possible. I know, right? Because I, I, I'm going to be on. I'm going to be doing the Soul Train Cruise. Right. Yes. Yes. That is a goal. I would love to eventually make it on the solo train cruise, but I just don't make <laughs> enough money in my, my spare time I guess, to actually get on the solo train cruise. And here I am, the world's largest, running the world's largest solo train fan community. But that's a, another conversation for another day. Was probably we'll having a couple hours, a couple minutes. We'll yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. But we're gonna we're gonna get into that too. You get a lot of you get a lot of things, you know. And Six Flags, you get a lot of stuff, but it always seems to be a paywall, you know. I mean, unlimited yeah. buffet, or you know, yeah. I got to sit in line, got to stand in line, and I got to constantly stand in line for waiting for that one thing. I don't know. See, well, listen to cuff it. Well, listen to cuff it. Get on top of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
The thing with the Six Flags music, though, and and I I love to hate to go back into this topic after we did mostly a show on it last week, is that it has these underlying tones. These songs have these underlying tones of like real shisty shit, like Third Eye Corporate America. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like semi charm kind of life. If you yeah. really go in and see what those lyrics are about, you'd yeah. be like, "What?" You know, like I, I it wasn't a, like uh, an adult until I found out what that shit was actually about. Yeah. Right? Because because we're like, oh, this is TRL. I just got done with school. I'm eating Doritos and a bologna sandwich. I fucking love this song. <laughs> and then you go into the real shit. You're like, listening to like, beaches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it president yeah. of the United States? Yeah, yeah. Or pe- of- peaches, and, even peaches and cream. Yeah, like when you're like young, yeah. young, young. You're, you're like, like, I like, I like snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Why not? Right. I, away, right I don't think that. I don't think that song was hard to decipher though when it came out. <laughs> no, that song was. Those lyrics what about very pretty, much? Pretty much in I mean, face. like, like Slim and I quote said, "Oh, girl, you taste so good to me." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like, I don't yeah. think that there was. Yeah. I don't, or yeah. next, too close. Oh yeah. That's Who knew that was a boner jam? Yeah. That's that's they cut that out on the radio edit. You know. Yeah. I don't know if she thinks I'm hard right yeah, now. Yeah. Start like, off. I don't know if she can tell if I'm hard right now. I wonder if she heard that. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like you know, it's like. Doing, you know, like, uh, <laughs> come on, you know. <laughs> also, leading the song with the self diss is such a wild ass move. Anyways, I don't know if she knows that I'm hard. Well, buddy, that's uh, one way to lead a song. Might be an issue, that's for but sure. don't let me yeah. tell it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay, we boom, get it. Boom, are, boom, 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 boom. We get it. You are a grower. I get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just the song right there. We'll make an edit of that where it's just that line and boom. Boom, 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 boom. Nothing. Yeah, that's it. It sounds like a Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like if they did Home Alone now, you know, we have cell phones. That'd be a very quick movie. You don't need to make a long, drawn-out movie about that. Mom, I'm still at home. Yeah, I'm at home. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if she knows that I'm hard or not. Well, have a good night. Jesus. Okay. And off you go. Yeah. Actually, it's going to be thirty dollars at the door instead of twenty five yeah. for you. So, yeah. uh, gentlemen, this is the lightning round. It's two artists. One stays. One goes. One is out of your Serato, off that wall of records. It's gone forever. This is only for Nick. Starting with Jennifer Lopez or Christina Aguilera. Who stays? Christina Aguilera. Dang, I forgot that we did that one last week. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I know, but I was too caught up in that uh, AO and what she said about J Lo. <laughs> okay, okay. So I only saw a piece of this. Oh, what? just a piece? Girl like, went just a piece off. of that. It was like, oh, really? <laughs> what did she say? Oh, she she just basically said that J Lo can't sing. Which we all knew. But we she knew also this. said that she's like, I don't think J Lo knew she can't sing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like J Lo thought she could sing. Even though she didn't record her vocals for most of those hits, right? Yeah, like right. those aren't her vocals. And she and then did. They, she, she addressed. And then they were on both Saturday on live. SNL. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she, she was like, sometimes we're right. twenty four and we say stupid things on podcasts. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Oh. Like, but she, she didn't necessarily on that one, apologize, did she? I mean, nah, like, she no, didn't, she's though. not wrong. Right. She's she not wasn't, wrong. She wasn't lying. It's one of those things you shouldn't. I guess 
you don't say, right? Like if you don't want to be scrutinized, but remember, they did not want J Lo to be on In Living Color. Keenan Ivor Wayans right. said, "Yeah, right. Keenan Ivor Wayans said that she couldn't dance." So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, if we're starting from there, like, I don't want to like <laughs> we're starting from the jump. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, starting from the jump. Yeah, um, I think she's just fine, man. Has Has everyone seen the trailer for her movie? <laughs> <laughs> no which one i did it her this is me now um it's yeah. an insane it looks like a fast and furious slash lord of the rings trailer and it's crazy it's an insane like i'm obsessed with this trailer because also the trailer the only backing vocal is her going this is me i'm like this is such a narcissistic thing j-lo's <laughs> the equivalent of the rock j-lo's yeah. the female version of the rock yeah yes actually Right Quite on. literally, that's, that's, yes. yeah, yes. <laughs> it's kind of impressive that somebody can. Oh, this. I mean, I'm not famous. It's kind of impressive <laughs> that somebody can make. How do you preface? How you preface oh. what you about to say like that, though? <laughs> I, I was like, if I was famous, this would be out of line. <laughs> like this would be out of pocket. But nobody cares. I. It's amazing that somebody can make such a massive career with like being minimally talented. Being, Bro, I, I you know the truth. Kind of, you know, you know the answer to all of that, though. She's fine as hell. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you know, is you know she, she, you know she's a plant. She I think though? so. I think she's fine as hell. I, th- I think I'm she's a plant. Well, I'm gay. She was in my binder. But like, you know, I'm just saying. She's fine. I'm just saying though. I don't know. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> she, she was in my binder, fam. That's wild that you would even be like. I mean, she was in my like, binder, too. Like, I mean, look, she had jams. She had jams and everything. You know, I, like, like, I like a couple of J-Lo songs. I just know that's not her singing. Yeah, yeah. it's Ashanti. It's Ashanti yeah. or some girl yeah. that they picked up from the church next door of the studio. Mm-hmm. Like. Or like her voice altered. Like, because you hear her live, it's like listening to Mark Anthony. Like, <laughs> <laughs> ironically. Wow. wow. That's crazy, bro. Uh, next one up here. The head to head. Have you guys listened to Mark Anthony live? <laughs> that makes you guys think. Meek, that's your guys' king, though, bro. No, because his dad even is like... He's your guys' king, though. That's crazy. That's your king. We don't fuck with Mark Anthony, bro. Bro, Latin people fuck with... Bro, if you put Mark Anthony on and just just keep playing it throughout the night, so uh, many Latin people love you. Sorry, I was thinking not Mark... Who are you thinking about? Okay. I need to retract because Mark Anthony can sing. Okay. And I feel so bad that I just got this wrong. No, we won't edit it. It's all good. We'll keep don't, it. Don't don't edit it. Leave it in there. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking of Enrique Iglesias. Oh. oh. Okay. Okay. And okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Cool Enrique okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this makes sense. sense. We're, we're with you now. We're on board. So with if, you now. if you stuck through that last thirty seconds, please know that like I was so wrong. <laughs> Enrique doesn't sing his own shit. Enrique sings all his own shit. <laughs> that, and that's the problem. Wait, oh. oh my god! Yeah, that's you the problem. Messed Enrique up again. Oh, you have the wrong guy again? Yeah. No, I got it right. I got it right. <laughs> I meant Ricky Martin. Sorry. Yeah. Also sings his own shit, and that I can confirm. 
Well, we're getting down to the end of the line here after Enrique and yeah. Oh, Enrique does not Enrique cannot sing. It's oh man. Historically bad. By the most, let the rhythm take you over by There's the video. There's you can look it up. There's video, and I don't know how this happened, but like they auto-tune his mics. Yeah. When he's live. But there's video of the actual audio that's coming into the mic. Yeah. And it is so bad. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I got to find that video. Before in interviews, like, Julio Inglés, like, why haven't you? Oh, yeah. Dad doesn't like yeah, Julio Sr. Yeah, Julio Inglésias can sing his ass off. Yeah. All, all like, why haven't you gone to see your son? And he's like, he I'll sucks. go see him when he learns to sing. <laughs> Y'all remember that? Y'all remember that VMAs where Jimmy Fallon uh, did brownface and like the roach on his Enrique Iglesias face like got bigger and bigger. Yes. And bigger yes. And yeah. Bigger. Yeah. 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 It started. Like, started filling I, up his yeah. hole. Every time. Every time I think about that, I think two things: uh, the fact that uh, like Jimmy Fallon was actually funny there, uh, and then also. <laughs> The fact that's of, so true, sorry, Jimmy Fallon, I know you. I'm sorry. Don't, don't he's watching uh, too, so he probably is. He probably is. Um, and the fact that I always think of that, and I also think about uh, tonight I'm fucking you. Like, I like this song. Wait a minute, like the Biggie and R. Kelly song? No, no Enrique. remember, no. remember, tonight I'm fucking you. The, the, yeah, remember Enrique Iglesias, like Electro. Who is that? Who did that beat? Was that oh, was like uh, yeah. David Guetta? David Guetta. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. It all started to melt together after yeah. like yeah. like year two of yeah. of the pop EDM phase. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh. yeah, thanks, girl. I appreciate it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that was, wasn't that the video with like Anna Kornikova in it or something? Yeah. yeah no, song. that's that's a different song. Oh, that is a different song. song. That they is all, a different they song. all blended together. They, yeah, they did. Yeah, the big old mega yeah. mix of nothing. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> nothing yeah, I was just want said. To in that entire Mark time. still. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's your king. I want to apologize to the entire apology. That played, is your king. He played Hector Laveau, bro. Like I'm. Tripping. Yeah, he did. He did. It's your king, bro. Right now. Listen, let's give. I know that this is not my show, but let's give Neek this one minute to apologize <laughs> to Mark Anthony and the case. Yeah, yeah, Neek. You, I don't Neek, you got the floor, man. Guys, we'll judge I, the sincerity if we accept it or not on behalf of Mark Anthony. It has to be a unanimous decision. Go ahead. Call, turn, call, turn down your mic just a little bit. <laughs> Mark Anthony. No, I'm going to turn it up. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to turn it up. Mark Anthony, I just want to say, I know you can sing. You wouldn't have taken a role like the singer if you couldn't sing. We know this. I think just because I know that he dated Jennifer Lopez that I assume, and that was such a... That's such a. I just made such a not assumed. I just made a stupid faux pas, and he's one of the greatest male voices of all time. Come on, man! I'm. I'm he's like, come on, man! I'm cooking. I'm cooking right now. It was a soup sandwich of an apology. Can I just say, I like that the apology basically was, hey man, I know you got caught in J-Lo's trash vortex for a second, and that's why I associated that's you exactly with garbage. What it, is. it has nothing to do with him. It has nothing to do with him. <laughs> All right, so give us the apology already. Sorry, Mark Anthony. I know you can sing. 
I I absolutely apologize, and it's insulting that I confused you with Enrique Iglesias. He's your king, bro. Yeah, he's Is our that king. It? I, Is he's that our it? King. Fuck it. I'm not Is Puerto Rican, the- but he's our king. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the conclusion of the apology? <laughs> That's the conclusion. <laughs> Gentlemen, on the count of three, you're going to give that a thumbs up or a thumbs down if we accept it or not. One, two, three. What the fuck is a medium thumb? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest op. <laughs> All right. Well, you've made it out of your own lightning round, Nick. Thank Congratulations. <laughs> I can sleep tonight. <laughs> Oh. We've gone through one fucking round on this show. This is going to be a 10-hour episode. <laughs> uh, next up, Talking Heads or Blondie. All right. That's you, Nick. <laughs> talking Heads or Blondie, who you got? Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were going to give me songs. Uh, no, no, no. Just artists. Ahead. One artist stays Ooh. On. Ooh. Okay, for uh, the impact for me, Talking Heads. Uh, absolutely talking heads because I loved how their I love how their trajectory of their careers went and everything. I really loved like pretty much again the CBGBs, the you know the frenetic kind of stuff that they were doing, and then the stuff that they were doing like talk, stop making sense, which obviously is stuff from before, but it was a little bit more sophisticated, uh, especially with the likes of Bernie Morrell and then of course Tom Tom Club and all that other stuff. So yeah, absolutely talking heads. Blondie, I, I still have some hits. I do love them. I you know. Um I will always still think that the nerves version of hanging on the telephone though is always going to be superior. Not just because it's the original, but it's just it's it's good. I love it. <laughs> mm. Mm. Okay. Frank Ocean or Miguel? Frank Ocean. Okay. I identify. I just identify with Frank Ocean a whole lot. Love Miguel. Both these are these are very hard. But I'm like, again, <laughs> just not trying to be here for like twelve hours. You know, we got things to do. I get it. You know, <laughs> got to get my female dog circumcised. I got to do it. I get it. You know, but like at the same time, like, uh, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's that's a that's a reason with so little desire to question it. You could use that to get out of anything. Anything. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Anything. Because no one's going to question it. They're like, oh, yeah. you got too much skin. Oh, poor thing. And we don't want to do that to the dog. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you know? So, like, go home. Oh. Like, go home. Yeah. And, and that just leads to me, like, watching Good Times Eating Frito and eating Fritos in my underwear, oh, like shit. that's the kind of life I have sometimes on a Tuesday afternoon. Okay? Oh. <laughs> oh my god! This is the quality content our listeners deserve. Good. This is this is what peak performance looks like, ladies and gentlemen. Right? Yes. Peak performance. I love it. Yeah. I'm just gonna say it, Bob Dylan or Nas? Who you got? <laughs> Bob Dylan or Nas? Yeah. What the fuck? Both, both iconic New York songwriters, storytellers. This is the trajectory this show is going in. Uh, Bob Dylan or Nas? <laughs> oh. oh man, can I just say? Can I give it a draw? Because I mean, you honestly, can. that means Bob both Dylan... artists are gone. Oh, both are. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So one or the other. Okay. All right. So, 
Bob Dylan. That's the way I am right now in my feelings. I, okay. I Bob Dylan, yeah. Even the Christian, weird Christian stuff that he oh, came yeah. out with it's, after his classic period. Yeah, it's the, fucking fire. Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. I'm telling you. That and like, there's a song I really like from him and it's only like an outtake and it's like been circulating online forever. Uh, Don't Fall Apart on Me Tonight is oh, yeah. like my favorite outside of I Want You, my favorite Bob Dylan record, you know? And then also my love has been uh, only ignited for Bob because I watched uh, that uh, the the We Are the World documentary. Oh and yeah, and I, like Bob Dylan struggling, and Stevie Wonder was like, "Yo, I got you." And then he proceeds on piano to do Bob Dylan, and now Bob Dylan has to do Stevie Wonder doing Bob Dylan just to get through this take. I thought that was incredible. I loved That's it. Amazing. You, thank you, Stevie. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, he could pass a mic to Mariah Carey. Steve, Stevie, Stevie could here. see, Stevie yeah, could see that great. Bob wasn't was struggling, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, he was. Stevie I could mean, see I, it. Stevie could see it, man. He, he saw, he saw it coming a mile away. Yeah, yeah. He saw it coming a mile away. Yeah, yeah. A country mile away. That's a long. That's that's a long. I'm way. not taking the bait on Steve, this. Steve, <laughs> long, long train Stevie coming. looking so far. Stevie saw a long train coming. No, 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 fuck that. No, for real. Stevie Wonder was over here saying, I'm going to drive everybody from Beverly Hills to Melrose and everything. I'm just saying, he's doing that. What the fuck did I say? What the the fuck did I say? Take the bait. Okay. I'm not taking the bait. Stevie can't take the bait. He's a funny guy. We've done 171 episodes of this show, and finally, somebody brought up the fact that Stevie was a chauffeur. Yeah. No, no, no. We've talked about this. No, we've talked about this many times. We have. Not a guest. Oh, no, not a guest. Yes, you're right. You're right. A guest has to come in with their own preconceived conclusions. And finally, I'm not looking like an asshole up here. No. Because I'm the only one that knows that Stevie Wonder can see. Stevie Wonder has been doing this to us the whole time. Remember the fun day video, guys? Neither do I. But uh, for... for (laughs) For all intents and purposes. Please. He's driving in the video. He's driving. There was like a video where uh, there was a commercial or was that a movie where Ray Charles was like, yeah, next stop Melrose, I think. And he's driving the bus. Like, yeah. You know, like. This is a weird time in the 90s, and I believed it all, okay? Stevie Wonder's driving. He's an Uber driver. He's an Uber driver, and nothing is going to tell me anything different. And I'll see you in 171 episodes to see somebody else say something else about this, because honestly, it's going to take that long. It's going. I'm here for you. I am. Seriously. And not just because you're black, either, and it's black history. Like, I'm not doing that. It's just a spitting fact. Thank you. That is it. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Did you see the Um, recent clip of him at NAMM? Yeah. I didn't see the clip. He tries to shake his hand, and he goes... So Grammy, the Grammy party, did y'all see, like, okay, so Mariah Carey comes up on stage with him. I don't know if this... This wasn't Nam. This was actually like yesterday or Saturday night. And Mariah Carey comes up and everything, looking all good and everything. Uh, and then Stevie Wonder, of course, they, you know, do the the polite kiss and everything. And then 
Mariah goes to this mic and then Stevie Wonder is like taking the mic from his podium to give to her, but she's already gone. So Mariah's right here and Stevie Wonder's over here trying to pass the mic. And of course it's already online. People are like, we got to forgive the legend and everything <laughs> because, you know, he was being a gentleman and everything, but like, you know, of course, of course, yeah, they're brutal on Twitter and everything about this, <laughs> you know. So I'm gonna have to look that up. I gotta look that look up. Please look it up. So. This Prove happened just a couple days ago. It did. <coughs> I got nah, he up, I got up this morning. He was and joking I saw on that one. Him. I'm telling you, he was just being a gentleman. Okay, I mean, yeah. you know, or just going with shout the bit out. very well. You know, he probably shout out to Stevie Wonder. He, he, shout he out sticks Stevie to the bit. Okay, <laughs> wait a minute. I have a question Stevie. for y'all. I have a question for y'all. If we're talking about, if we're talking about Stevie Wonder, I know we weren't necessarily doing that, but isn't she lovely? Isn't that the most mid record on songs in the key of life? Mm, Neek. Neek, I'll let you take this one. Nico. Neek, where you at? Neek. Neek. Sorry. Neek. I just can't get behind the notion that there's a mid record on that song. Isn't it lovely as mid? I'm telling but you, if I'm, we're trying. Talking about... I'm trying, God. I've prayed, I've meditated. No, wait, 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 wait. Isn't she lovely? The song about his firstborn daughter. Don't give a damn. Yeah, you no, should. no, yeah, don't give a damn. no, nope. No, so funny. I, the hell I'm gonna die on for 2024. Dizzy Gillespie. Neek. Dizzy so Gillespie. I, is, no, that's do I do. That's do oh, I do. Do I do? Yeah, sorry. Do I do? My yeah. album. You're right. You're right. Up, no. Yeah, upper echelon. Upper echelon. <laughs> do I do is like. I still can't. Isn't he lovely? No, no. I completely disagree Neek. with that. Neek, I'm giving Neek on that one. I'm giving it to Neek. <laughs> no way. That's just a hot take for the sake of hot takes, Nick. You're just on fire. You're going nuts right now. That's you're Saturn. There's you know if it's magic. There's heavy, heavy. Yeah, I know. Like those are deep, heavy songs, but they're good though. They're good. But to say that this isn't lovely, isn't she lovely? Mid, mid. All right. So what's the Sir Duke review? Uh, one of the best records he's ever done. Yeah, why that's am I talking like Larry David? One of the best records he's ever done. <laughs> Sir Duke is like a musical masterpiece. That's that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, like I wish. When's the last time y'all played Sir Duke? Out uh, ever? Uh, I played it. On, I played on Saturday. I mean, there's a lot of songs that I don't DJ. That it was I don't for families. Play. Yeah, it was I played a wedding. A, like corporate gigs. Yeah. I will say, isn't she lovely? I always forget that the baby crying comes at the beginning of that record. So sometimes I'll just throw it on and not think anything of it during like cocktail hour. And then the baby starts crying. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> it was <so> awkward. <laughs> Which is my point. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, one of the greatest, like, oh my God. <laughs> like, if you, if you have to explain, like, having to explain to somebody that Stevie Wonder's harmonica is his in his tone. Like you unmistakably can you could hear Stevie's harmonica and know it's Stevie. Right. This is the perfect example of how to explain that. Like just for, it's just listen to that song and you'll be like, that's unmistakably Stevie Wonder. If you had to if an alien came to Earth and you had to explain the musical genius of Stevie Wonder, who's possibly one of the greatest musicians to ever touch the planet, you'd play as. Right. Yeah. Or Hell, I feel like this is a great example of explaining Stevie's pop sound. You are the sunshine of my life, though. 
there's so many good examples. He's the greatest musician ever. Like he is, but he is. But I'm just this saying, is not it's a bad example. I'm sorry, right, I, Nick. Nick, sorry, dog. Soul train, soul I can't train even historian. say this is a mid example. I think this is one of the best examples. Soul Train Historian, <laughs> yeah. Nick. Nick, what songs did Stevie do on Soul Train Live? Uh, let's see here. He did okay live. The only thing that he did technically live was uh, "Tomorrow Robbins Will." S- I'm going backwards. Okay, so '95, "Tomorrow Robbins Will Sing" for your love, uh, and then he did a jam session where he did uh, "Superstition" and "My Sharia More." Then in '91, he did these three words. Uh, that was live. Uh, mm. Mm. We did a jam session with that, which was also my Sherry Moore. Uh, I wish, uh, and then it went into these three words. Uh, he did "Loving You" and "Perfect Angel" on the uh, Mini Ruperton tribute episode in '79. Uh, it took him forever to get back on Soul Train too. Obviously, '79, '91 would have jumped, uh, and he had time for all these other variety shows like Solid Gold and shit and everything. Like you know. Uh, he did do that with Friends on Four, and I Can Only Be Me uh, at the 87 Soul Train Awards, too, the inaugural episode. Um, okay, keep going. Uh, <laughs> just trying to give y'all, I'm trying to at least give y'all all the information in a radio edit, not a disco version, okay? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, because um, I can, yeah, y'all would be bored to death. Uh, <laughs> oh, I promise you we won't. <laughs> no, no, we won't. Not, not this podcast. Not yeah, right, right down the highway right now. Yeah. This is what we like. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then of course, seventy-two. Uh, Science Hill delivered was not live. Neither was Superstition. But the Soul Train uh, impromptu song that he did, where all the brothers and sisters get together, that was live, and that was amazing. Yeah. He had all the dancers surrounding him on the, uh, the state or around the piano. Don Cornelius is sitting with him with his big old basketball afro and everything. And, you know, basically shouting out to him what you need to sing and everything, which is really. Oh, cool. yeah. OK. That's mm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And Stevie Wonder's like, put your hands together, clap soft and everything. Yeah. Oh, man. Ah, <laughs> Stevie. Ooh. Conducting Love the crowd Stevie. is wild. Yeah. 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 And of course, put your hands together, but softly. Okay, yeah, put your hands together, claps off. <laughs> I love you. I'm telling you. I love you, I just don't like, isn't she lovely? Or I just called to say I love you. Good night. I just called like to say I love you is, because that's like, I was going to call it later Stevie, but it's like drum machine Stevie. Yeah. And that, that I I hear you. That's I would agree on that one. Isn't she lovely, though? I'm just saying, dog. I've tried. I have tried. Please... Don't kick me off of the show. I'm, I'm not saying. going to. We're allowed to our opinion. <laughs> We're entitled to our opinions. I just can't get with that one. <laughs> it's like I'm not. I'm not going to, but I want to. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to. <laughs> I just. I. I can't fathom that one. That was hard. You ever hear somebody say something? You're like, I cannot believe that that is your opinion, and that's where I'm at right now. I feel like, I feel like that was. Right. I feel like that was everybody in the comments section of that primo clip from Brent when he said primo oh, is like overrated. Exactly yeah. how I feel. I feel like when yeah. somebody says primo is mid, isn't she lovely? Is mid has me shook. Well, we'll we'll get into this then. Lightning round material, Nick. This is for you, Steely Dan or Gangstar. Which way are you going? Oh, stop doing that! Come on, Come on. <laughs> one of my first concerts that I ever saw was Gangstar. 
And one of the last concerts I've seen was Steely Dan. Uh, no, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do. It. I'm. I am. I am going to plead the FIF on that one. I am not yeah, gone. <laughs> both of them are gone They're from existence. Gone. That means they, I, they're both just leaving. to save them from from being being spared. Okay, take me instead, Lord. I can't do it. Okay? <laughs> a self sacrifice. No. We've never had a self sacrifice. The first time. We've never not the first. I'll let that no. one go. I've never seen a self sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. Lord, take me instead. <laughs> Nick has just ascended in the name of Steely Dan and Gangstar. Yeah, just... <laughs> hey, we'll come back to you. And somehow, my Ascension music is going to be Isn't She Lovely? Watch. <laughs> I think he said he wanted to hear that as he, as he went yeah. out into the sky. Just the baby like, crying though. Yeah. Nick's like, that's oh, crazy. No. That's good fucking song. Yo. <laughs> said, oh no. Hey, I just I just saw the Stevie clip, man. With Mariah. Oh, the guy trying to shake his hand. Oh, okay. shit. No, no, no. Hand to hand to Mike. Yeah. Oh, the mic. It's bad. It's bad. I'm yeah. saying, I swear I'm not making that up. That shit was crazy. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> Ooh. It's bad. Damn, it's bad. And it's like okay. And then you have like his handlers like as yeah, scenes, like yeah, like, like, she already got it. She already got it. She already like yeah. Oh, speaking, speaking of it's bad. Uh, lightning round: Michael Jackson versus Prince. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That that's good for you, Nick. I know, no, it's for y'all. It's back to Grant because I'm not. <laughs> y'all not answering. Y'all just want to be to die here. Like this yeah. is like death. You like, already gonna... sacrificed yourself one time. You can't I owe oh, you a body. Yeah. <laughs> like, <this is> shit. <laughs> Come on. Um, initial reaction. First thing that comes to mind. Which way would you? Go? I am okay. Since I am a musician, somewhat. I you know classically trained pianist, uh, trumpet stuff like that. No big deal. Uh, nah, you know, unless you Class ask me to train, and then I'm like, yo, dog, like, you know, Fair. <laughs> please move on. I Play started DJing more, like, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know. But anyway, I always tend to respect Prince a whole lot more, like his discography. Like, you know, when I was younger, I mean, of course, again, the grit, the funk, all that stuff, you mm-hmm. know, that was, you know, being able to listen to Prince and also find the appreciation and things like Rainbow Children and like, you know, some of his later work, Lotus Flower and all of that. You know, I'm going to always ride for Prince. Like even when Prince died, I, I'm sure all of us did a Prince tribute of some sort, like, you know, a night oh, yeah. or two, mm-hmm. you know. And I always felt like, you know, at least in Jacksonville, where I was like, OK, y'all going to hear all like as much good Prince or all the deep cuts, because really, you know, at that point. Prince was so protective of his copyright and whatever that like mm-hmm. everything that Prince put out other than Purple Rain, the album and Erotic City was, you know, and maybe Cream, it depends on how old you are, was yeah. pretty much, you know, a deep cut. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, okay, lightning round, Prince, I'll go ahead and keep Prince. Michael, I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn, that was... Hard hitting question. I mean, I feel that in my gut. I really feel like this is a life or death situation. Yeah. Like, exactly. That's how we like. You get it. You get it. Lightning round is supposed to make you feel dirty. Hold I on. feel very gross. Hold <laughs> on. Hold on. There's five of us on the show today. We're going to do a quick Mount Rushmore print songs. Everybody gets only one song to add to the Mount Rushmore. 
starting with Nick. Okay. Right now, because it's going to it will probably change next week uh, or tomorrow. Uh, sexy dancer. Sometimes it snows in April. Uh, Chelsea Rogers. Uh, ooh, ooh, come on, come on. Late Prince. Uh, I like that. Yeah, me too. I can't believe it just came out my head. And actually, uh, well, I'm going to say Black Sweat, but not Black Sweat is not is not up there though. But still, it's good. But it's I hear so you. Good. So good. Um, that's a hot. That's a hot take. Throwing Black Sweat on the top five. Fuck it, I have a Black Sweat it, twelve. I'm going to start bringing that out. I have it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Black Sweat. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, okay, yeah. so Black Sweat, and then uh, and then it's going to be lonely. So we're going to do basically deep mm. Yeah, it's going to be lonely. From those five, you can only keep one song for the Mount Rushmore. Which one are you going to throw? <laughs> <laughs> Mount Rushmore only has four, so you're getting you're yeah. getting a plus yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So which one? Which, what did I say again? <laughs> you said, "Isn't she I'm lovely?" Freaking. Four times. Nick's picking that together. Oh, He's gonna God be damn it. Like, I can't <laughs> believe <laughs> Like, Pablo Escobar on the swing, just yeah. leaving. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. Just in the shower with his clothes on, the water just running I'm down. I'm telling you, he was a crying game shower because. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> the crying game shower, man. It, that that has to be the most iconic shower scene in in TV or in movies. That that oh shit was crazy. God, oh man, funny. Oh, that's so good. I'm telling you. That's I, I, tell I need people. one. I I need one song from everyone. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Uh. Okay. So the, one song to keep. Yes. One, one song to keep. One song on our Mount Rushmore of Prince. Everybody gets one pick. I'm gonna go ahead and say Black Sweat. I'll keep it. I'll keep legs with. Yeah. Nick, what do you got? Um, she's always in my hair. Travis, mm. what do you got? Uh, seven days. Mm, that's a good one. Grant, what do you got? Bat dance. Bat <laughs> dance. Son of a bitch. Thank <laughs> 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 you, I'm keeping Not joke more over here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Just fucking put the whole soundtrack on yeah. while you're at it. <laughs> Open up the floodgates. I'm going to go with controversy, a uh, uh, realistic adult answer here. Yeah, because you got to tat it. Balance out, yeah, yeah. To balance out uh. bad dance. Yeah, you should tat it on me. Uh, okay, yeah, that's that's all fine. Um, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's all fine. We could be here for another hour talking about that. All fun and all games right. around here, huh? Every, yeah, everyone's a comedian. Everyone's real funny today. around this podcast yeah, yeah. today. Comedy Central. Uh, Nick, <laughs> hypnotized minds or swish a house? Which way are you going? Uh, uh, swish a house. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, let's go Ooh. LCD sound system or the strokes? Uh, all right, LCD sound system. Okay. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Um. Let's go. Because the strokes always insi- the strokes always oh, wow. insisted upon themselves. That's all I'm saying. I'm with you. I there. can smell their piss too there. much. Like Julian, come on, yeah. quick, cut that yep, shit out. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's that's hilarious because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ashanti or Sierra? Uh, Sierra uh, is more entertaining to watch. Okay. Diana Ross or Donna Summer? I uh, I'm in my Donna Summer era. 
even though okay. muscles, I'm still mad at Diana Ross. I saw her in concert right before season one into COVID, and she didn't do muscles, and I'm pissed off about that still. It's been four <laughs> years. I am mad about that. <laughs> mad. Why the fuck did you not do muscles? Like, I mean, I came here to see that song. You're right. I'm telling you, dog. And see, this is, but but then if we're like really talking about today, like it wouldn't have happened because I got rid of Michael Jackson, sacrificed Michael Jackson. You know. There you go. Damn it. There you go. Damn, no muscles. No muscles. <laughs> no muscles. That's it. In the grand scheme of things, it's all about muscles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tupac or Biggie? Uh, which one? Tupac or Biggie? Uh, ooh, ooh, this makes you feel dirty too. So what I'm thinking about right now is like pretty much the discography of what I've listened to the most. If we don't have Tupac, we would never have horrorcore rap. If we didn't have, we wouldn't be able to have like fucking, you know, so many tears. And so many tears, ladies and gentlemen, is my favorite Tupac record. So as much as I love Biggie, he's got to go today. Sorry. That's that's the most cohesive answer it, it I really think is. we've ever, ever. received. Like ever. It. Yeah. And also shout out to Shock G, which no one really knows was the one. Yeah. It's already listed. It's definitely listed. But he was the one that did that beat. And Stevie Wonder on a non-mid record sampled. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not arguing with that. <laughs> Just drop uh. it in. It's gonna be a passive aggressive battle this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Nick already ascended. Nick has already ascended and he's online. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I've already had to do so an sorry. apology. <laughs> Nick oh. might ascend during this episode as well. I don't even know. <laughs> oh boy. Um okay. let's go with Sade or Aaliyah. Uh um, <laughs> Sade, Sade, Sade makes more of an impact. You're talking about she has more, more of a discography. So absolutely, I'll keep Sade. I love my Leah. Grew up with her. Part of my gay awakening. Love her. But like Sade, also part of the gay awakening. And mm -hmm. just heat. <laughs> you know, I'll put out a record anytime I feel like it. Sade, mm. I do. Yeah. And the Hell band. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the band. Which right, no one ever band. gives credit to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone so always good. snoozes on the band, which right. is like the Jamiroquai. I can't tell you. Yeah, yeah. It's the Jamiroquai effect. Right, or the No Doubt effect. Like you know, there were actually four niggas behind her. Like you know. <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. It's black as you're fine. It's. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, this is this is good. This is good. Uh. Gosh, should we do it? BGs versus Fujis. Uh, BGs. Okay. Easy. Mainly because we're dealing with several different eras. Once again, the discography yeah. is just too deep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the Fujis, she let's be real, there was only one person doing hard the hard labor anyway. <laughs> Lauren Hill will be mad, but she'll be late to diss me anyway if she ever finds out. <laughs> Don't even worry yeah, about it. You're grateful that I got here anyway. Like, no, you, you, you yeah. got between four hours until it'll be seen. So you're, yeah. <laughs> you're still late. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay, you're still late. Okay, so <laughs> she got all them kids, man. She got to take care of the kids. I want to do sh 
Sheik versus Earth, Wind, and Fire. What do you got? Why? Why? Why are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> the most common question on this podcast. <laughs> why? Okay, why? We made an entire show out of that question. Yeah. <laughs> Three years. Sorry, guys. You know, could be and four right. this and year. I've been watching, fun. like, I, like, like, obviously, you know. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> No, really, I really love the show. I'm serious. Like, honestly, it. thank, thank you. you. Um, I appreciate it. But God damn it. Like, I mean, come on, guys. Like, you know? <laughs> Isn't he lovely? Nick Fresh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 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 Who you got? Who you got? You can only keep I, one. Okay, 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 okay. I will, I, I have to say, I have to say Sheik. Sick. Yeah, I'm going to have to say Sheik. They basically, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. No it's compromising. Not hot, that's not a hot take, right? No, I just, agree that's not no a hot I, just, take? I just don't think that they, you know, like I said, Earth, Wind, and Fire compromised their sound quite a few times in order to stay relevant, and they didn't have to fucking do that. If Maurice we're White looking at the grand scheme, yes, you're right. Yeah, at the grand scheme. Like, you if know, at, at a wider scheme. lens, you're 100% right. Right. I mean, yeah, seriously, this is 0.5. This is literally 0.5. Like, yeah. you know, a drone mm-hmm. view on that. But, like, Sheik didn't have EWF to EWF could have been a jazz band, right? Like, pretty much. Like, with yep. Cortex, like, around that... Like, Absolutely. And they 100%. technically were. They yeah. technically were. I mean, I guess... I mean, I don't know. Like, that's uh, also I mean, debatable, too. I, I want... I want to go back and listen to early stuff now that you say that because I'm thinking of like Cool in the Gang when they were a jazz Absolutely. band. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. A fusion band. But I don't know if EWF fully was a jazz band because they were kind of fusion from the jump. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I get that. But like yeah. I can I can retract that. Like late late EWF? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I mean it's I don't think it's as egregious as like the Commodores. Okay. Oh uh, man. I have a side side note to this. <laughs> I was DJing a company party like a couple weekends ago mm-hmm. and it they had like a country theme. So I was playing country music and then this woman, the woman that organized it came up and was like I don't think anybody's dancing. Just play some rock and roll like Earth, Wind, and Fire or something. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, ACDC, Guns N' Roses, yeah, Earth, yeah. Wind, and Fire. 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 Yeah. Sounds like you know better, lady. <laughs> but, yeah. yo, but, yo, but yo, y'all remember that concert, though, that like it was Van Halen and Cool and the Gang like like 10 years ago. Do y'all remember that? They were like touring no. together? No. No. Yeah. So they came to Jacksonville when, like Jacksonville and Orlando and I think West Palm Beach, or whatever, and like it was Van it's like Halen Florida and Florida tour because they didn't come it. up to the Northwest. I swear <laughs> this was like it had to have been a like a, a, a statewide tour. I was that like, is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Dade <laughs> County, make some noise for uh... <laughs> don't miss. Yeah. And, and, the same guy doing Damn the monster boy. truck jam, like you know, spots yeah. and everything. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. 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 <laughs> oh. What? <laughs> Nuts. Oh my god. Was there like a super jam at the end? Because that's what I I want to hear Panama. I would love cool that. The gang. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go to this concert. I, I did not go to this concert, and no one else did apparently. Or people I knew. Like I mean, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like fans of Cool in the Gang weren't trying to see. Van Halen, Van Halen fans were not driving to see cool. Yeah. Very little overlap. It's like, it's like the Kardashians passing somebody a Pepsi, passing the police dude a Pepsi. It's like, yeah. do we really need this? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, we didn't need that. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, 
I think we should get into it. We're going to do the last question of the lightning round. We ask this every single episode. Outcast or Hall and Oates? <laughs> yes. Hall and Oates. Okay. Hall and Oates. Okay. Yeah. Now, have yeah. there been any other? I mean, I've watched a few. There have been, there have been Hall and Oates. There have it's been gone, Hall and Oates. It, it, yeah. In yeah. the recent For, years. Like in recent years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been pretty. It's pretty one, pretty one-sided, I would say. Yeah, yeah. It's always outcast, yeah. though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. But we have I mean, some hollow notes. I mean, I'm it, just saying. Is is outcast on your top three duos of all time? Or yes. Top five. Okay. Top five. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So that's that's still a tough comparison for you, even. A very you tough comparison. Okay. That's okay. A, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I grew up yeah. with. I mean, like you know, who didn't grow up with outcast? Right. Uh, yeah. You know. And coincidentally, Hall and Oates. grow up with Hall and Oates. Yeah. Hall and Oates didn't, right? <laughs> I, think, I think Hall and Oates played in the background of most people's childhood. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Remember, yeah. Uh, like, Hall and Oates, or I Can't Go For That, is still, like, one of the most played oh. songs in radio of all time. Yeah. So, like, it was playing at Outcast House, you know. For sure. You know, black right. people love Hall and Oates. <laughs> was Hall and Oates on Soul Train? I Can't Go For That. M E T H O D. Hall and Oates on Soul Train. Oh yeah, Hall and Oates was on Soul Train. Yes, in '82 they did. I was, like, I was like, were they? But yeah, they were. They were on in '82 before Don Cornelius had a brain surgery, uh, gotcha. which was supposed to last like six hours, but it lasted for 21. Um, but he was sharing the episode with Jerry Butler, and also one of the first episodes to have a music video. What music video, you ask? I'm, I know you're dying to know. Uh, Grand, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five's The Message. Oh, The Message. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Which okay. I was surprised too. Because, of course, they yeah. always talk about how Don didn't like rap and all that other stuff. Hmm. Right. Yeah. But he's here he is still playing it. Wow. That is very interesting. I want to get deeper into the Soul Train thing. Hi. Let's go. <laughs> I want to know how. I mean, obviously, everybody loves Soul Train. So to ask, like, why archive it is a silly question because it's it's the coolest but how did you end up starting this page and making it such a like an integral part of your brand uh, it's it's not even a part of the brand it's a part of me like you know when i i always had an affinity for watching you know for tv and everything when i was younger so it was always like you know the music video like some of my earliest cognizance of things was like music videos on BET and VH1 and, uh, you know, maybe radio and stuff. I mean, my mother was uh, the first live on-air mixing DJ in Northeast Florida. I come from a media-based background. Uh, But even to go further than that, she was one of five children who went into radio. My grandfather, following in my grandfather's footsteps, because my grandfather was the general manager of the first Black-owned and operated radio station in Western New York, uh, WUFO 1080 is the dial number and it's also still in existence today and when he was running it it was so much of a threat that uh the KKK cut down the towers twice so like so like all of this music and all of this stuff happening and stuff and of course I have no reason but to believe that I absorbed a lot of this music I would like you know in the womb and all that stuff but then also on the other end uh soul train is a part of that cognizance it's a part of that early memory like you know being in the dark before i was like two years old like petting this great dane that my uncle had used to raise and breed and whatever and watching new edition and Ruby jackson on soul train in the dark 
You know, it's like, it was always there. It was always a part of me. It was always also, I guess when I talk about it in later years, it's like about, you know, I think it was the ultimate aspiration because I knew early off that I wanted to do music, but I also was in the lighting and tech, the tech aspects and everything like that. I, you know, if I wasn't dancing on the show, then I would be performing on the show. If I wasn't performing on the show, uh, fuck you, Don. I'm gonna host it. You know, if I'm not gonna no, do no, it, no, 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 me, no, no, Mr. Know? Moore, no, no, you got to kick off Shimon Moore. Uh, the fuck them too. I mean, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 he's cool. I'm glad that Shamar Moore actually did end up in the Soul Train, you know, multiverse. Because the thing is, is that if he wasn't on there, the show would probably ended around like 99, 2000. Um, and no disrespect to Maestro Clark, it's just the feelings weren't there. Um, but also to that, kind of contradicting myself because I do feel that, uh, as Don said, as long as black music is hot, then Soul Train is going to be hot. Uh, it's just the way that they went about it in those later years. Uh, instead of being in front of the curb, they were like kind of running after the trends. And I think that was the thing that really sucked about Soul Train. But anyway, um, I just love Soul Train. It was the ultimate aspiration. I was doodling about it. I was doing all this stuff. And then when the early days of the internet happened, um, I was just trying to find, you know, representation, like, you know, fan representation and, there was really none, you know, outside of the website. Uh, and I was like, well, let's just, let's just see where this goes. And it was just trying to find like-minded people. Now remember 2000, 2001 soul train is now like, it's not what it used to be. It's still right. on the air, but it's, it's a shell of itself and no disrespect to the soul train people that are, might end up coming across this. Uh, but with that, I just wanted people to know what the history was behind it. Because every time we get a chance to see these clips of Soul Train, like Don was very protective of his copyright too. It's like, it was crazy. You talk to your family. I talked to my parents about Soul Train, my grandparents, my aunt, uncles and everything. They're like, you just don't know what you missed. Who would say that about a dance show? Like, you know, and then you watch it and you see clips of like Elton John and uh, you know, playing on a lucite piano and and then also like the electric boogaloos doing the moonwalk, uh, you know, to sexy dancer by Prince and you know, uh Al Green. It just seems like a Tuesday and Al Green is singing live and just like handling it in a cast. You know, it's like that was what we were. Like, you know, that's you know, as as black people, as 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 American musicians, that's where we were at one time in American culture. Like, you know, that's the thing that excited me the most. So by the time I was, again, I was a, just a junior in high school when I started Soul Train Fans on Yahoo Groups. I just wanted to see more. I wanted to see more and I wanted to find people that were like-minded. And they were older because the new kids, they weren't watching that shit. Nobody was into Soul Train like I was, you know, so that was pretty much it. And by the year, but because I was June 21st, 2001, or June 21, yeah, June 21st, I'm saying it wrong, getting all excited. Um, by June 21st, 2002, we had staff, we had dancers, we had uh, longtime fans, longtime tech people, uh, you know, and even the pervos that came in and everything like that, you know, that loved the show for what it became, which was pretty much a, a, a showcase of women dancing uh, excitedly to the new records of the day. 
which I think was kind of the reason why the Soul Train ran out of steam, you know, um, because it ultimately became, it was one thing and then it evolved into something that shouldn't have been in the first place, you know, so. That's interesting. I want to talk about, <laughs> so it started like Yahoo, like you had your Yahoo page. We and it did. it has grown since then and evolved yeah, we, with the internet changing. Yeah, we, we had media. to do, that kind of started with, um, of course, the, you know, the onset of social media, the new age and everything, when Facebook started to become a thing, MySpace, of course, can't forget about MySpace, can't even forget about Friendster, you know, because I had something over there too. So like, you know, we were trying our hardest to just make sure that we would meet anybody where they were at, you know. Um, ironically, though, once that kind of happened, people started to disperse. People stopped being on Yahoo for so long. Everybody wanted to go somewhere else. And we had to do the same thing. So Soul Train fans ultimately ended up on Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, yeah. I do want to talk about specifically the transition from like how we got. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to ask, too. I want yeah. to talk because I do find it interesting, but I don't know when that transition happened of how Soul Train became the 90s version of Soul Train. Okay. Well, remember, Soul Train lasted for 35, 36 years. We're not, and 36, we'll say 36 because it started in Chicago originally at WVON. Or not WVON. Which, which by the way, if you if you go to the uh, 1967 Soul Train, I don't know which episode it is. My mom's on it. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. We must talk yeah. about that. Now, Soul Train started... <laughs> Soul Train started in 70, though. Don Cornelius, like the whole thing. Uh, it started, yeah, 1967. Uh, what is that? It may have, it might be like Big Bill Hill. It might be a rock. She, she might she might got her, her years wrong, you know, because yeah. it was Red back. Hot but it, it, it was back then, yeah. so. Yeah. There were a lot of shows. There were a few shows that came, that preceded Soul Train in the 60s, and they were actually all on the same show, or same network. Um, WCIU, Channel 26. Um, but Soul Train itself, the first episode aired on August 17th, 1970, with Jerry Butler, The Shy Lights, uh, Gene Chandler, and The Emotions. Um, and the Board and Trade building was no bigger than this room. In fact, it was probably smaller than this. Um, there was like a, a fake train, and there were people. And basically from there, it was overnight hot. Now, when Don decided to take it to... Uh, to LA. Uh, he also had the backing of Johnson Products, which was the single-handedly big black hair care company in the world at that point. So um, they were the makers of Afro Sheen, Ultra Sheen, uh, Ultra Sheen Cosmetics, uh, later Gentle Treatment, and Classy Curl, Ola Ray, who later starred in the Thriller video, but currently at that point in 80, was also a uh, Playboy pin uh, pinup uh play play playboy play playmate that's it that's all right um <laughs> she ended up in this classy curl commercial which also preceded all those jerry curl commercials um as being the first uh, and then also again soul train is now again once october 2nd 1971 happens soul train now is syndicated and is happening out of la and also happen simultaneously happening five days a week still in Chicago, uh, still on WCRU. That ended in 1976. 
Soul Train, uh, the one that we know, again, October 2nd, 1971, lasted until March 25th, 2006. So over the years, of course, as we watch how music changed, because Soul Train ultimately was the barometer for what Black music was, no matter what you know Don's take on rap or disco was, it still was you know what Black music was, and everybody was going to tune into it, especially the folks that were not in America, because by the eighties it was also in London and it was also in Japan and uh, you know South Africa and things like that. Um, but ultimately, I think it was just the slow decline of, or not decline, I don't want to say decline, but definitely in the 70s was not the 80s. The 80s was not the 90s. The 90s right. was not the 2000s. It's just, I think it was just pretty much what was happening and what people's, uh, I guess, allegiance and care about it was, you know. And then you don't miss the things that you've got until they're gone. One Soul Train ended, people wanted it back. People still want it back. You know, but they want it. Everybody, it's, it's like politics. Everybody wants this pizza. Like, they want all their specific toppings on this pizza. And it's not appetizing and it's not loving and it's not good. People are trying to figure out now. Uh, at least I'm hoping that, like, when I was working with Soul Train, and that was in the late 2000s, early 2010s as a creative consultant, everybody was trying to figure out how to bring back Soul Train uh, in a way that would be not only appeasing to the ancestors, but also... Um, what was happening, you know, like something that would be modern enough to be accepted by people that were watching. And it it proved to be kind of difficult, you know, but I still think it could be done because again, if you've got TikTok, if you've got all these other things that are happening in the world uh, where people are still watching people dance and everything, you could have a solo train and it could still work, you know. Do you think- What were some of the, oh, oh go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, what were some of the acts that were kind of thrown around as far as like a later idea of Soul Train? Like, what uh, did that look like? Ooh. I remember them talking about how they wanted to have Justin Timberlake on like the inaugural episode um, because the demographic, it, it was supposed to be on a major network. And they were saying that, uh, yeah, you know, the demographic is only like, you know, like 25 to 54. These demographics like Mexican women. Like, you know, and it would, you know, and it would be on on a Saturday and whatever and, and stuff like that. But they were saying it Justin Timberlake and a lot of people were like, for obvious reasons. I mean, even though why wouldn't like, you, why, why not have Usher? I don't even know why not. You know, like I said, I have no idea. Like, you know, like I was, I was close to the fire, but not close enough to feel the flame. So like, mm. so basically from what I heard and what they were saying, they were like, yeah, we're going to go forward with Justin Timberlake. But Justin Timberlake is also too busy. And I'm like, okay, but then what about everybody else? And then it kept switching hands, like the Soul Train franchise and, and you know, trademark and copyright and whatever started changing hands quite frequently. So when Don sold it, he sold it to Mad Vision. Mad Vision was basically an all-black brand, uh, and they were a startup, and they were doing very well with it. Um, but they hit a wall, and then they sold it to Magic Johnson, uh, the Magic Johnson wing of Vibe Holdings. And like that ended up getting the like some older episodes, like a hundred episode package on the air. So now on Bounce and Aspire, you're seeing these episodes and Centric, you're seeing these episodes of Soul Train like happen. Um, and then a couple years later after that, it ended up with BET. And BET ultimately is Viacom or now Paramount Global. 
and everything, which ultimately is kind of, you know, what a lot of people say uh, is kind of a sad thing because it's like Soul Train was a black show when it first started. And Don was like, you know, you're basically going to have to kill me to take my brand and everything. Uh, and this includes you, you know, major networks. This includes you, uh, you know, all these people that don't have the best interest in mind. And it ends up with Glo Paramount Global. So now people are trying to figure out exactly what's happening next, especially because now there's that conversation where Tyler Perry or Byron Allen are going to buy BET and, and all that other stuff. So people are trying to figure it out. And I, I don't know. Like I said, I've also been DJing a lot. I was DJing a lot even back then and trying to focus on my own career and all that other stuff. So like, you know, and then also dealing with copywritten material is always like, you know, this gorilla thing that I've had to constantly do. And it's a lot of work to keep up these, you know, you know, these fan pages and everything like that. And it's hard. It's hard to do it when there's always a threat of your stuff being blocked or cut out or even just dropped all together. You know, you wake up and it's gone. And that happened to me about YouTube a long time ago when YouTube started. That's the reason why no one can be Nick Fresh on there because I that was my mistake, you know, posting all these Soul Train clips under my own, you know, name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what I was just going to ask is how complicated do you think getting even old episodes aired is going to be because of copyright issues these days? Oh, like, man. It's in the same way like American Bandstand. Like, you know, yeah. the thing is that I think American Bandstand also has like, a, or I should say, Dick Clark Productions. Uh, they had a licensing wing. So like it was, they were like, okay, well, we can do this. I mean, we started seeing Bandstand episodes in the mid 90s on VH1. We were getting 30 minute packages and they showed two years of them and everything. And they went even further back, like to 1967, like, you know, with Van Morrison and Stevie Wonder and, you know, as late as 85 with Katrina and the Waves and Tears for Fears. Like, you know, we were getting all of those. And I was hoping that we were getting the same thing with Soul Train. And we did. But that was also pretty much the swan song for uh, Don Cornelius. You know, by that time, he was ready to sell the brand. He was having significant, significant health issues. Um, it would be difficult. I don't think it would be that difficult, but I think it would take a lot of time. Because, again, you're right. dealing with 1,117 episodes of Soul Train um, yeah. and and a lot of music. In fact, I comprised or I put together on Spotify by season the songs that they played on Soul Train in chronological order. Oh, wow. Uh, by season. And I've only gotten up to like episode 20 or season 25 and everything. I got 10 seasons left. And he said, he said only. Spot. He only. said only. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you, but no, but no. I mean, you're dealing with like 30, 40 songs, 50 episode. in some cases. So all of those got to be basically accounted for, you know, yeah. and everything. So like, yeah. So it's like, and then of course, even the whole thing of now getting clearance from some of these people, uh, there were, there were different rules for like, you know, these variety shows and everything. So Yeah. It's it will prove difficult, but I hope they actually do it. I would love to see it in my lifetime. Yeah. Again, as, as as history has gone on, have you noticed more and more of those songs that you're cataloging have been completely forgotten and just the hits are being retained? Good question. Absolutely. And I see that just, you know, DJing and stuff. Now, I have been DJing professionally for about I started DJing when I was 7, but I started professionally when I was like 23, 24. 
And it's it's the classic case, you know, of Michael Jackson and Prince and Stevie Wonder. And I know y'all know this. Uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, if I, you know, including you in this, but people only seem to know like an album and then maybe oh, yeah. a song or two. And it's like, it's being condensed, you know, like Prince, yeah. Purple Rain, and then everything else. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, no, like he literally had like a, a, a legit body of work. Same with yeah. Michael Jackson, you know, why lump off the wall into Thriller? Like we finally mm -hmm. got to a point. I would say like five, six years if real like we're talking about mainstreamers now. We're not talking about like DJs, because DJs, yeah. of course, we do the research if we're really actually, you know, about this whole thing. Yeah. We are doing the research as we go along. Mainstreamers, they only thought that like we finally got to a point, like five years later after his death, where it's like, okay, there is off the wall, there's thriller, there's bad, dangerous, and yeah. you know, invincible and all that other stuff. Blood on the dance floor. Even that. How could mm -hmm. I forget that? You know, yeah. like, yeah. So we're getting to that point finally that people are paying attention, but it's still a lot of willfully ignorance, you know, willful mm -hmm. in ignorance when it comes to discographies to, uh, you know, like, you know, things that, you know, I mean, even with like Soul Train and stuff, when you have Soul Train parties, Soul Train lasted more than the 70s. Sure, it's the most iconic time in the upper echelon, the McDonald's fries. And I mean that with the most love, the McDonald's fries of, what you know the echelon of what soul train was but there was also the 80s the 90s the 2000s and i also think especially with the hard work that the dancers put in for you know craft services and no name soda and kfc boxes that they should be recognized to when did don get like stop being on the show uh uh 1993 so you went on for a long time so 1970 to 1993, uh, there were some episodes where he like had a guest host. Uh, there was mm -hmm. one episode where he did with uh, Barry White. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, there was one episode, Richard Pryor, that was the first one. Uh, in 75, the 74, 75, season four, uh, our season finale. Uh, Richard Pryor, that was a, a top five episode for me uh, and a lot of us. Um, but the official end, was definitely uh, 1993, and that also coincided with the set change, and also pretty much seven years, actually not seven years, 93, five years. We're dealing with five years of just guest hosts and everything. Mm -hmm. And there were some people that were like managing to come back, like come back for seconds, like Tisha Campbell, uh, uh, Tommy Michael Ford, Thomas Michael Ford. Uh, yeah, Shirley Ralph came back twice. It was like, yeah, so like there were there were these candidates that would come back and everything. Uh, even Shamar Moore did twice, you know. How did he but land it? He landed it after Maestro Clark. Maestro Clark okay. got it in 97, 97 uh -huh. to 2000. And we're talking like mid-season, Shamar Moore replaced Maestro Clark for whatever reason. Because Maestro okay. Clark kind of doesn't want to talk about it. I hope okay, one day yeah. he does, you know. Uh, and even Shamar Moore kind of dances around the, you know, I think... Thanks to these Gen Zers, we're actually finally getting to see Soul Train put in a different light in the of the two mm thousands -hmm. and everything. Because people were calling it corny, you know. That wasn't my words. Because here I was recording every week, you know. Yeah. I was like, I got yeah. to see it. Nina <laughs> right. Sky playing to pretty much only a few dancers. Sure, I'm down with it. Freddie Jackson, mm -hmm. sure. I, you know, 
past his prime, absolutely. I'm going to watch it, you know? <laughs> you know, that's me, you know? so It is interesting yeah. because Soul Train did kind of set the tone for, like, what the late 90s MTV dance thing absolutely. became. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Like, it went from these American bandstand Soul Train style shows where it was, like, dancing and all that, mini games, and then a performance. Yeah. And then it turned into full blown like 30 minutes of watching people club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and the thing and, oh man. Soul Train kind of evolved into that. It was it was yeah. the hip hop version of that where like later it became like dance music versions of that. You know, yeah. yeah. The grind and stuff the, like the grind. That. Yeah, yeah. The grind. Yeah. Club MT well, we the club MTV, club MTV gave way for the grind too, of course. You know, can't yeah. can't can't forget about downtown Julie Brown. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but also even Electric Circus on Much Music in Canada, where I got that was the pipeline. Like when I started getting into house music and everything, there was a channel that shared uh uh like it was like, you know, they would put up school bulletins and whatever. And like at during the weekends they would like cut over to much music. So I got a chance to watch Electric Circus and like see like Soul Searchers and or Soul Searcher and like, you know, all the things that were happening at that time. You know, uh, you know, Alice DJ performing live at Winterland and stuff like that. You know, it was like mm-hmm. that was the kind of stuff that I was into. But you wouldn't get that. And it was like the thing was, it was like, OK, as I delve like even deeper into Soul Train's like, you know, archival library and stuff. It's like you had Yellow Magic Orchestra on Soul Train. You had <laughs> you had these people that were on the show that were, I mean, in less of a better term, iconic. Um and sometimes Don would go with it, you know, on the music choices and everything. But I just felt like, especially like from 90, 99 on, like we should have been embracing Daft Punk. We should have been embracing mm-hmm. like justice and everything. Like mm-hmm. all the French D, like all the French heads or the French house records that were sampling the records that they were just playing on Soul Train mm-hmm. in its prime. Like, right, you know, right. they were doing that, like, in the late 80s. Like, you know, if it was, like, a record that War was, like, sampled on, like, Poor Righteous Teachers Rock This Funky Joint, it was like, okay, that's Slipping in the Darkness by War. That was Don's voice. It's going to be played. And it was. Mm-hmm. It, was in ro- it was in rotation. Alongside mm-hmm. Black Box's Everybody, Everybody. Like, it's like, like it, was, it was like we were so close. Like, we were so mm-hmm. absolutely close. And then it just felt like they went, one way, like just went, okay, we're going to play not only all hip hop, but we're going to play all California hip hop. Like, right. And it's like, there was not that much variety. And, you know, like I said, no disrespect to the Soul Train folks. I know that y'all were just trying to keep this on the air. You know, it was oh, like, man. I get it, you know, totally and fully. And they managed to break records. Soul Train is now considered not only just the longest running black show in America. Uh, but the longest among the longest running any show in America, you know, mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. next to Mutual of Omaha's, you know, Wild Kingdom and Wheel of Fortune, which finally surpassed Soul Train after a couple years, you know. So, like, I know it's, it's kind of yeah, wild just, to think, and yeah. it's kind of it's kind of wild to think what that could have looked like, and I understand the difficulty in that with providing variety because in the early days and heyday, it's like r&b soul and you know what right. i mean like and then disco and stuff like so it's it's very Absolutely. it is a very like niche like it just right. happens to be a popular thing 
but it's right. a very like specific thing. And then once it gets later and black music expands into dance music and right. You know, it's not like Soul Train was exclusively black. We did have white acts and, you know, different Absolutely. races, Yellow Magic, Elton John, et cetera. But like later into the nineties when it could be dance music. Yeah. And it could have been so many different like how do we then pivot back to hip hop and R and B and You could have done it all. Because when I was a kid, I mean, listen, when I was younger, believe it or not, in Jacksonville, there was somebody, and it wasn't my mom. She was a program director and all of that. She was one of the first black female program directors in the state of Florida, right on to her, right? But, and music directors and all that other stuff. But I remember specifically hearing on a black radio station, trying to stay up as late as I could, Cocteau Twins' Lorelei, you know, and also 5050 Clown. The thing is, it could happen. You know, we were put in these boxes and we, like fools, generally, we we accepted it. We didn't have to do that. If it's good, then it's good. You know, I mean, like on there. Yeah. Like, if I mean, shit, like, you know, like, really. And, 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 uh, you know, I mean, even BT was like that. Like, you know, you it it was it was no thing to see like Paul Abdul next to like an X-Clan video back when we were kids Mm -hmm. and everything like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was it was there. You know, like, that's the thing that I really hate about, like, now. You know, it's like, and again, still DJing three, four days a week. Weddings, events, festivals, live streams, whatever. You know, it's like the only box that you're putting in, you know, you're only putting yourself into a box if you're not allowing yourself to listen to things that don't either look like you or sound like what you like. You know, I think yeah. that that is the, the the main thing that I'm trying to just share with everybody here now. It's like, seriously. You have all this music and you have a, a big old paintbrush and you mean to tell me you are only going to pick one or two colors in this whole thing? Right. You know, come on. Andre 3000 comes out with this record. Sure, it sounded like a little bit of noodling, but at the same time, it's still a step in the right direction where it's like, look, there is more to this world than what you have been told that you want to listen to, you know? Yeah, and and plus, so. also... A whole thing of samples, like seriously, like, you know, seriously, he's giving you the tools, you know, why not be it from somebody that you trust, you know? Yeah. That's that interesting uphill battle that we face every night, though, where we go out there and we're like, hey, I got this, 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 this and this. I'm going to see how much of this I can get off. Absolutely. Before you come up and be like, hey, I don't want this, 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 this and this. You're going into war every single night and being like, hey. I don't know how to not paint with all these different colors and all these different brushes. I simply can't deliver a picture to you unless I use all of my tools. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. takes, I think that takes years too. You know, like yeah. I think, you know, again, I am coming from a fortunate place, you know, again, I, I started in Jacksonville. It's been my home base. I'll play anywhere that anyone will ask me to play, you know, as long as I'm able to travel and do it and stuff. Um, but like, it is an uphill battle because now you're dealing with mainstreamers and now you're dealing with folks like, you know, when I was younger, I was always told like you play at a gay bar, you know, these, you know, the, the LGBT, you know, QIA plus community is going to dance and rock to anything that you want to rock with and everything. I was told that by DJs that were in the fold, some legendary folks and stuff, you know, who were also big fans of soul train and stuff, you know, it's like, but now it's a little different. Everybody's like, and, and and again, I know you guys know this. I know that this is like, again, you know, this is like common belly aching, but like 
it is difficult to try to do that, you know? And like, and now we, we all have the tools. Like if we're, especially if we're on Serato and all of that, you know, or know our way around all these, you know, production things, you know, where we can make these edits and, and all that other stuff where we can use our wildest imagination and go to where we want to go. It's really hard though, because again, nobody wants to get on board sometimes, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, why can't you just play Bad Bunny? Why can't you just do Taylor Swift? Like, you know, I feel like Whitney Houston didn't die just for people just to listen to fucking I Want to Dance with Somebody. Dance with somebody like, yeah. you know, she didn't die yeah. for that. She did not die in a bathtub for that shit. She really yeah. didn't. Right. You know? Right. Right. Among right. other things, you know, I mean, like I said, yeah, I know I'm right. preaching to the choir, but I never, I don't get that many times to be out here talking. So, yeah. <laughs> so like, that's why we here. You wouldn't want to do the job though if you couldn't do it all. If if you were forced to one lane, even as much as we love funk, even as much as we love disco, if someone walked in and they're like, "Hey, I only want disco from you anytime ever again," you'd be like, "I don't think I want to do this job anymore." Right. right. You know. Right. Yeah. And, and to go into that every single night, knowing that that's on the other end, somewhere in that room, you have to spot it. It's automatically going to be conflict, no matter what. No matter what. No matter what. No yeah. matter what. And I and I don't like being put in a box either. Like, you know, I don't want to be, like, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's really hard. Like, I mean, even, of course, when people see me do these live streams, I am playing the things that are nearest to me. Like, you know, yeah. I can't just run out to the store uh, and like go buy like a burial record or like, you know, like, you know, something that's like, you know, something that is expected, not expected of me and everything. You got to either order it or you got to go to these record fairs. And of course, that's a and that's also another conversation for another day. So, like, you know, it's like I don't want to be just that funk dude either, you know. Yeah. Um, but also, I think it is important on in that realm that you know you know where this music comes from because again George Clinton is still just as influential as the people that he loved the Beatles they are, you know and there's no getting around that now so like mm-hmm. yes it's okay to listen to that and the stuff that came in its wake you know Roy Ayers and New Edition and Charday and you know like all the Brit funk stuff and and all the stuff that uh, like the Italo records and City Pop records that uh, were influenced heavily by the things that were happening in America at that time, yeah. which, you know, like, why not listen to this stuff? You know, and, right. and also, I'm, I also want to say this, and I'm not trying to be an asshole when I say it, but it's like, I do appreciate when DJs come in and they listen and all that other stuff, but I, I know that I'm not doing it for them. The majority of people that are in these live streams are folks that have no idea what these records are, you know? Um, yeah. I'm not trying to be in a jerk off contest with anybody about that. You know, it's like, right. well, I have this record. No, I don't. I don't want to know. I like, you know, cool. I'm glad that you have like that rare ass record and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm still trying to get it. I'm still trying to save that money for it and everything. Spend my basically, you know, basically go fuck a girl or, you know, get some shit together and then sell my firstborn for these records. Like, you know, I can't do that. I'm not there yet. You know, it's like, but I'm doing my best to show you everything that I've got. Like, you know, the stuff that influenced me, you know, your your Dave Funks and your XL Middletons and even you guys, like, you know, it's like, you know, the stuff that I've heard, like, you know, like, you know, Manam putting out that, you know, Ahmad Jamal, like, you know, edit and everything like that. You know, it's like, these are the things that I'm trying to show you, you know, and not everybody can be on the front line, you know, not everybody can be on the front line doing it. 
And I get it. Like, you know, I'm trying my hardest to reach those places that I really wanted to. Those festivals, yeah. playing these clubs that everybody's done and everything like that. Get out of fucking Jacksonville. I would love it. Right. No disrespect to Jacksonville. I, you know, I'm, I'm very appreciative that you guys still care, you know, especially after these five-year cycles and be able to see that and people still come out. I appreciate that. But I would love to continue to do go higher and bigger and all of that. But I also realize that not everybody can be a quest love. Not everybody can be that, you know. And sure, maybe I could be. I'm trying not to be corny. I don't want people to know that. I don't want people to think that I'm just this dancing dude and everything trying to do it for clicks. It's not that. There's also a whole other story with that, too. You know, a lot of trauma that I'm, like, carrying and trying to let go. You know, so it's 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 a lot. I'm not doing it for these DJs. I'm doing it for these folks that have no idea. They may yeah. be white. They may be black. They may be, you know, trying to find the sample, the beat makers and all that other stuff. Just trying to give them something like, yo, it's right here for you. Like, all you got to do is just receive it. That's it. You know? Yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't don't apologize on that one. Don't apologize on that one, man. You cook it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and there needs to be more people in the community serving a purpose like that mm-hmm. instead of just being like, Hey, how much does this pay? Cool. Right. Thanks so much. I'll see you later. Oh, yeah. you don't have any association. You don't have any heartstrings when you play a song. You don't have any favorite songs. You don't have any favorite artists that you'd fucking ride or die for. What are you doing? Right. Mm-hmm. What are you like? What, what walls are you holding up in the DJ community and the producer community where you're like, hey, I need to just do this because it's a good paycheck. It's right. not even for the optics anymore of like sleeping with people. Right. Because like in the grand scheme of things, like <laughs> DJ, it's not 1999 where they're like, oh my God, look at the DJ. Blah, blah, you know, it's right. Like, these are working fucking people. Yeah. And under kind of not the best conditions not at all. either. Or the mm-hmm. respect or, or the end not- of that, you know. The yeah. glitz and glamour days aren't really there unless you work your fucking ass off and produce like nine million records and then Hello. you a hundred thousand dollar paycheck. And it's difficult. I mean, you're talking about I me mean, really ultimately I wanted to be a radio DJ. Like I'm you know, like follow my mom's footsteps. But I remember I was also in like a metalcore band at the time too. This was like also around the same time Soul Train fans started. Like two thousand one, two thousand two, three, you know. And it was like I was starting to see the changes in radio and how it was no longer mm-hmm. like having like the mainstay foothold thing, you know. Yeah, and yeah, then of course, not to mention the pay dog, the pay was shit. You know, mm-hmm. it was like it was like here I am working at Clear Channel, which is now iHeart, and they paid their part timers shit. And it was really mm-hmm. sad to kind of deal with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you gotta grind this, it's you know, I guess saying all that to say this. Uh, and to quote Marvin Gaye on an episode of Soul Train, in fact, one of his last appearances. Uh, Hold on, gay gay family. This is <laughs> this is Nick Fresh. He's quoting Marvin Gaye. Please don't sue us. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, I preference that real quick. We should move past this. I don't know. My bad. I had to get that off. But go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that disclaimer. Um, Marvin Gaye said that there, you know, you've got to put it in your mind that this is what you want to do. So my goal ultimately became switching from radio to saying, okay, I just want to do music for the rest of my life and find a way to be comfortable. I don't want to be Michael Jackson famous. We already see where they got him. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I do want to feel like I am making a difference. And I also know, once again, uh, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I've dealt with a lot of trauma in my life and everything. Um, and like, you know, losing my father, losing my brother at an early age, uh, you know, grandparents, all that other stuff, a bunch of my friends and all of that, um, that you have to, you, you, well, actually don't have to, you, you see the healing quality and the purposes in music, you know, and that is the reason why I think, I feel like I've been put on this earth to do, like, I feel like, you know, like after all these years, I tried to switch it up during season one and two of COVID. I tried. You know, like we got to keep a roof over our head. We got to do this. I became mm-hmm. a delivery driver. I did all of that stuff uh, until the world opened back up, you know. But ultimately, I feel like this is where I'm at. And it's like, now, what do you do now? Especially now that ultimately the nightlife industry is in trouble. Like, you know, what do you do now? What's next? You know, um, and nothing's beneath me, but I'd still want to be able to share music anyway and every way that I can. You know, and that was pretty much my whole goal back in the day, too. It wasn't, you know, you can't pay me with a bar tab. You can't keep my lights on with a bar tab. You can't do any of that. So, like, you know, it was very important to me to be like, okay, look, if you're going to give me a $50 bar tab, why don't you just put that with, you know, what you're, you should pay me anyway? You know, it's like it, 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 it was never math to me. Like, you know, and I wasn't even good at math. Like, it's just like, you know, seriously, like... <laughs> Seriously, like we're not, yeah, this is, you know, let's be adult. Let's be adult about mm-hmm. this. That, that, like, yeah. don't get me fucking strung out when all I ultimately mm-hmm. wanted to do was just share music with people. That was yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And it still is. That's, I mean, like it never really changed. Now I just want to do it on a grander and a bigger scale. I hope one day, I hope someday, hopefully I'm on the path that I'm finally able to do it. But yeah. Dude. Yeah. I think we all <laughs> share that sense, same sentiment, man. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, for real. Yeah, yeah, you I know. I think yeah. the sharing of music—it's so funny because I was just talking to uh, my fiance about this. Like, DJing is such a Shout public, out. public like art form that it's so funny because whenever bedroom DJs comment under things, I, it's always funny because I'm like, until you're actually like sharing the music with someone, it 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 in my mind invalidates your point because like, isn't that what we're here for? Like, if you spend all your time in your room not streaming, not playing this music for anyone, right. then what's it, What you know, it's a whole, if a tree falls in a forest and no one's listening, does it make a noise kind Absolutely. of thing? Like, mm-hmm. and it's always funny whenever I see like bedroom DJs commenting on stuff, I'm like, well, just then just get out there. If you think you can do it better and share better music, then do it, mm-hmm. please, by right. all means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and ultimately, mm-hmm. it's difficult. I mean, it is yeah. difficult. It took me forever to get started and everything, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and Lord knows I'm not like, you know, the best about releasing material. Like I am trying my artists to do it, but you know, the fact is, is like, it does change the, the, the playing field when you, even if it's just one time, yeah. you know, you got a chance to, you know, transition from the bedroom to hell. In my case, a Bennigan's fuck it. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was, that was, that was, that was just one of those easy gigs, by the way. I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> Like I did, I know my claim to fame was not my claim to fame in Jacksonville was not a Benigans. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Walden and Sean Pat. They gave me that first shot, and then they probably shout out. But like Red, Red had to be paid. So <laughs> shout out to Benigans. Biggest shout out to uh, Benigans. <laughs> Nick, I, I want to do another episode with you. I want to have you on another episode. I want to dive deeper into this there's so many topics that i want to I'm so touch charming on. yes 
I don't want the listeners to just let this just go over their head at two at the two hour point and be like, oh, I've heard so much, blah, blah, blah. So please come back. Please join us for another episode. I want to say that before we get into some housekeeping questions that we do around here. Um, Thank you for having there, me. On. There's, Seriously. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's some, some questions that we always ask on here, and I, I want to start off with this question. You know, um, if you could only take one album with you, you know, this is the, the Desert Island, this the Stranded on Desert Island. Wait. I want to know what your one album is because you, you know a lot of fucking music, and I'm just curious what, what that would be. No compilation albums either. Oh, yeah, yeah no. no compilations. To quote the yeah. great, uh, to quote the great Bruce McCulloch from Kids in the Hall, uh, Greatest hits and compilations are for housewives and little girls, so we're not going. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> everybody loves the sunshine by Roy Ayers. I think at this mm-hmm. point in my life, um, yeah, that that's the one. Mm-hmm. Solid pick. And yeah, Solid pick. yeah. It's about real. the growth. Like it was a very curious thing when I was younger, but like now, I've actually lived some of those things. Mm. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. cool. To every mood. It's an every man, every mood. That's perfect album. It's yeah. a perfect yeah. yeah, in a perfect um, era for him too. Like, I mean, seriously, how many banger albums are you gonna put out, Roy? Like, seriously. Yeah, he was on a run. Like, like, consistent. Like, yeah. 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 Like Stevie, I like. I mean, him and Stevie Wonder, like neck and neck with like just consistent albums. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, I will include "Isn't She Lovely." <laughs> I mean, you have to. Like seriously, okay? Like, don't. Yeah, come on. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, going going back to what you said, where there was a lot of artists that were were kind of lost in in the sands of time. Um, give me your top three artists that you think people need to do a little bit more research on, do their due diligence as far as Soul Train. Not, you know, obviously not the Prince, the Michaels, the blah blah blah. Right. Give me three acts that you're like, y'all slept. Mm. Um, That's a really good question. That is actually a really good question. Um, I would like people to pay attention to Tata Vega more. Uh, Tata, Tata Vega uh, was, of course, the original singing voice for Shug Avery in the 1985 version of The Color Purple. But her her discography is fire and basically discouraged uh, by, you know, people at Motown because they thought she was like the fattest thing ever uh, and she would never sell any records. So there's that. Um, oh, my God. Oh my God, Don Blackman! I would like people to listen to Don Blackman a lot more. You would, you would think, with uh, you know, he was a, a, a mighty New York player at that time, late seventies, eighties, fusion, jazz, commercial stuff. Played with Bernard Wright and Lenny White, and he was even in Twenty Nine and all that other stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely, Don Blackman. Um, we're talking. Are we talking back then? Or are we talking like? Even now, even now, you, you could say now too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah now I'm like, oh, um, I would like to say, oh my god, you know, uh, I don't know if he's a part of. He, I'm sure he's a part of a Mount Rushmore and all of that, but I really don't think a lot of people have really dived, dove to Bill Withers' uh, collection either. Like, you know, I think that Bill Withers had a whole lot of great things to say, and then he just mm-hmm. got bored with it. You know, um, so mm-hmm. Bill Withers, Don Blackman, Tata Vega. Tata mm-hmm. Vega, once again, is one of my favorite voices of all time. 
you know. Mm, um, and yeah, there we are with that. I like right. that. And sampled by Daft Punk too. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. You know how many times Get It Up for Love has been redone? Like, you know, shout out Ned Doheny, but like mm-hmm. fucking good God. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love it. Well, speaking of the color purple, <laughs> uh, we're gonna segue over to movies now. All right. Uh, so we are developing our DJ Biopic Cinematic Universe. Okay. So in this DJ Biopic Cinematic Universe, who is playing Nick Fresh? <laughs> Jupiter Williams, of course. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> getting real meta with it. Getting real yes. meta with it. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, you know, would... a fucking loop, that's for sure. Oh uh, man. I would yeah, right, you know. I mean, I don't know where all my hair came from, but you know. <laughs> right. There you go, right? It's gone, bro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Y'all listen to all these people with fucking hair. Like, I don't, I don't like you at all. Okay, I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> love what you do. <laughs> Who would I want? I, you know, I've never thought about that. I've never absolutely, you know, like, I would even want, like, man, it would be cool to get, like, Michael B. Jordan to be like, you know, to play me or something like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, because he's, he's, he could play any role. Uh, True. It, like, and I'd even go out on a limb, like, even in, in his prime, like, I, you know, fucking, you know, Chris Tucker and everything. Mm. You know, if you watch Dead Presidents again, this a friend of mine mm. and I were talking about this. Uh, and I know that it's it's like a dead horse. Everybody beats it. Like, you know, he should have deserved, he deserved an Oscar, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but no, Chris Tucker and the subtlety and all that other stuff, I have to I have to go with what Funk Lords and I were talking about. Shout out to Funk Lords uh, on Instagram and everywhere. Because uh, he brought up this point and I was thinking about it. I even watched the scene that he told me and I was like, you know, Chris Tucker that's the reason why he didn't want to play, you know, Smokey again. It was like, you know, he was really mm. trying to kind of supersede those things. I get it now. Mm-hmm. I absolutely get it. And while we're here, I'm also going to say that Eddie Murphy really didn't put out a bad movie. Like he really <laughs> did. I think it was a lot of things that really kind of was working against him. Like the transvestite thing, the things that he said at the Oscars in 88, that ultimately mm-hmm. allowed people going back to the Grammys last night, like Jay-Z, to say something about Beyonce getting snubbed, but yet having all of the awards, the most awards out of yeah. anybody in Grammy Ever. history and everything like that. So, yeah, even, you know, I take Eddie Murphy with a, you know, a superimposed face, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like no, it. but definitely, definitely Michael B. Jordan playing the game. <laughs> okay. I also want to shout out uh, our buddy Jason over at Grooveline Records. Yeah. Shout out to Jason. He, uh, he's shout also out. a guy that pointed us in your direction, so I definitely want to show yeah. him some love. The demigod um, of all record collections right now. I'm sorry to <laughs> cut you off. I'm so sorry. I, I And I watched, we all came out on TikTok together and to see him, <laughs> like we all, not came out, like not came out like, <laughs> we all we all it was we a all video started, everybody got together yeah yeah we um, all yeah we friends. all started at the same time on tiktok it was me the vinylist uh uh toxic sludge uh mm-hmm. there are a few others that uh oh dj talk 
Can't forget about him. We all, like, back in, like, 2020, 2021, we started posting videos and everything. And it's so nice to see. And I met Jason a few, once. Met him once. I went to Dallas for a podcast convention. Uh, shout out to Tunes and Diego Martinez. That's the show that I executive produced about underrated club anthems and all of that. Uh, slide that in there. Um, uh, yeah, like I met him and we went record digging. We went to this estate sale and he's, I mean, everything that you see on the internet is everything that Jason is, you know, I mean, a stand up dude and also was on the front line during, you know, uh, black lives matter fire summer, as I like to call it fire summer, 2020, he was out there and everything. Uh, don't want to call him the Tina Marie of record collectors, but he, uh, you know, if there is ever a black and brown uh, centered documentary uh, on record collectors, and I'm not saying this to kiss his ass. I swear I'm not. No, 100%, Jason, I'm, right, just, right. I'm telling you, just Jason is there. Jason's right there. So, yeah, seriously. And also, people that are watching, please, let's get more black and brown record collector documentaries on and out and everything because I, I appreciate all the other ones, prog rock, punk rock, hardcore, all of that stuff. And I learned a lot, but it would be nice for a change to have some people that are on, that look like me, that look like you on these shows or these, you know, uh, be the, the subjects, you know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what we do around these parts is we like to set up our friends with fast food endorsement meals. <laughs> All right. And what we would like to know <laughs> is what is the go-to meal for Nick Fresh? And we're it can't be it can't be local. It has to be at least regional. And you know, this is a business endeavor, so I wish I wish I could go to my linen closet and show you how 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 committed I am to Whataburger. I'm so yeah. Whataburger. Oh my god, listen. Listen. I have finally I have, getting the best. Oh, shout it's out to Whataburger. I have a best. large I have a large fried beach uh beach towel and I have like, you know, the the T-Rex uh, you know, the mad T-Rex t-shirt uh because he couldn't get his hands around a bag of Whataburger and everything like that. Like I and when it, I'm telling you, I am clogging my arteries for Whataburger. I am not even supposed <laughs> yes. to be eating this. But I was doing CrossFit. I was down to 205, 64. I could see my dick when it was soft, but not anymore because <laughs> I go to Whataburger every weekend after a gig. At least one gig. <laughs> <laughs> Try uh, out Whataburger. Thank you, Whataburger. Seriously, and thank you for not changing your fries. You're amazing. Thank you. Okay. Uh, give us the specific meals down to the drink. Oh no. Oh, I no. need the I need the Nick Fresh meal. Now, keep in mind the reason why I like stopped doing CrossFit was because I sprained my ankle and I got familiar <laughs> with DoorDash. Like this girl. Just won't leave me alone, DoorDash, you know? Um, okay. Also another possible business endorsement, you know? Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, ooh, golly. Okay. So it is going to be a double meat Whataburger uh, with four slices of bacon, mustard, because ketchup should not be on a burger with bacon and mustard, uh, grilled onions, pickles, uh, and two slices of cheese. You don't need too much, at least in my opinion. Don't need that. It's got to be a large fry in there. There's got to be an additional large fry in that. 
And then maybe if I feel very risque, uh, shout out, smell your dick. Uh, I definitely, definitely want a cinnamon roll. So yeah, I love it. And then <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. you drink it. to top it all off, a large water, please. Let me have a water. Watch our health. Mr. Fitness. Yeah. Mr. Fitness yeah. at the end there. I thought you were going to go with the Dr. Pepper milkshake. Really no, you know, I, I don't see, I tried that. I did try it and, uh, you know, a please Whataburger, like, understand that I need the check. Uh, so <laughs> don't, don't, don't take this out on me. But like, just not feeling it. Like, you know, they also have like, they have That's like a, a hot peach. take. They have Everybody, I've never well. had, but I heard, I've heard the Dr. Pepper shake is the thing. I don't it's know. Amazing. I tried it's it amazing. and I'm like, I don't know, dog. Like, but then again, I'm take. also, I'm also one of those guys that didn't like, you know, root beer and Coke flutes. Like I, you know, Okay. So, right. like, okay. Yeah, okay. you know, so yeah. I think I think that's yeah. So you have a different palate. Yeah. Right. You just have a different palate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> Some of us yeah. are water people. That's okay. Does <laughs> <laughs> have too easy like. for me to drink it? You know. Yeah. <laughs> a, a little vegan razzle dazzle yeah. on the top there. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a, a man of health and yeah. a man of a good time as well. Yeah. <laughs> It's so hard to run business in the back, right? I tell you, that, you know, I'm just saying that, that that guy that was still pushing a lot of weight, well, not in the drug sense, but you know, like uh, he's doing a lot of clarification here. Um, the guy that was there, he's still in there somewhere. He really is, you know. Uh, but until then, I will take that Whataburger, double Whataburger with bacon and grilled onions and all that other stuff. You know, have the worst, best, best worst food ever. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we haven't asked this question in so, so, so many episodes, but I'm bringing it back out of the dead. It's being resurrected today for one day only until right. we do it next week, maybe. <laughs> you, can only, you can only have one condiment in your fridge ever again. Just one condiment. What is it? Mustard. Sick. Any yellow, just plain straight up? Uh, yeah. You know, yellow. I mean, you know, I, I would love to be fancier with it. Uh, uh -huh. and you didn't say spices, so I could find a way to spice up my mustard. So, like, mm. I'll take yellow mm. mustard, Mark. I'll take yellow mustard because mm -hmm. you can put it literally on anything, you know, ketchup, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Like, I learned a long time ago in the Hot Dog Association of America back in 1995 <laughs> 96 that ketchup doesn't belong on a hot dog. And anybody, <laughs> I agree with that, I don't like ketchup on a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, finally, something Nick and Nick agree on. Yes, it's like two hours and twelve minutes. What well, we've been waiting for. Yeah. We've been waiting for this moment. Yeah. <laughs> aren't, they here, aren't, they aren't they lovely? Aren't they lovely? Aren't they lovely? <laughs> <laughs> Before we get out of here, I do want to shout you out and congratulate you. I know you just did the uh, Estelle show. We've been bullshit and oh, laughing yeah. this whole time you got your mix on the estelle show i think that's cool as hell yeah, congrats shout out um, to the estelle show and, and and private stock and all of them for uh for asking me to do it and this is my second time too i appreciate it i really do hell yeah man i think that shit is cool as hell thank you yeah. um we didn't get to talk about looseness but we definitely got to have you back so we can talk about all the stuff you're doing, man. I, we, we're we loving what you're doing. We're all big fans right now. Yeah. Oh, man, I yeah. appreciate that. Thank you, y'all. And uh, again, I've been following the majority of y'all for years and everything, yeah, yeah. or at least I've known of you or playing edits and all that other stuff. And, yeah. you know, I really do appreciate the work that y'all are putting in 
and everything to, you know, allow me to go from week to week, you know, playing these records and, you know, things like that. So thank you so much. And I can't wait to be back, you know, yes. if you want to yeah, fit, yeah, yeah. like, you know, if you yeah. want to fit, I'm just saying. <laughs> I need you back, bro. You know, I need you. Right? Need you. Agent M, you. you know. I'm here for it. Last thing before we wrap up, Nick, one song for the five on five podcast playlist. One song that you want the world to hear. Uh, Dare to Dream by Viola Wills, the London mix. Sick. Because it's, it's, yeah, Got it could it. be anything that we want to be. And also, for a song that came out in 1985, one of the most fantastically mixed and mastered records mm. I have ever heard in my entire life. That bass line, mm. synth bass, can't beat it. Mm. Okay, well, you could, but it could be debatable. But, but at the same time, <laughs> it's it's fucking good, and it's good enough to be on the playlist. Hell, Hell yeah. 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 Nick, let people know where they can find you on socials and anything you want to promote right now. All right. Uh, let's see here. Nick Fresh Alive on IG. Nick Fresh on Twitter. Uh, Nick Fresh Alive is also on YouTube and uh, I, uh, TikTok. Uh, and then there's Nick Fresh on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. I don't call it X. It's, <laughs> His mama named him Twitter. I'm gonna name him Twitter. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, so, so yeah. So definitely Nick Fresh on Twitter and also on SoundCloud. I am starting to work on some edits to put out and everything to share. Uh, but definitely, you will find me regularly on IG and TikTok. Uh, I do music design to move you behind uh, every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, and you are more than welcome to listen. Uh, me, like you know, just you know, fumble through these records and try to make some beautiful stuff out of it. And uh, yeah, yeah, come on through. And also shout out to Chino yeah. for working on season three. Diego Martinez, who's my friend and uh, out in the Bay Area, we're working on some more, uh, you know, underrated dance uh, and club anthems uh, to talk about and break down their significance and their legacies. Nice. Mm. Nick Fresh. Hey, why can't we bring back Soul Train and then have like, have like it? Like a mix of old and new. That's how Soul Train got to come back, right? I think I think that's one of the ways. I honestly think, you know, in a word or two, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. in order to know where you're going, got to know where you've been. But we have to right. make sure, we have to make sure that it's not done in a way that's like corny. You know, right. I think like, yeah. you know, I think nowadays uh, everybody's so like, you know, hell bent on an aesthetic, you know. And I think essentially mm -hmm. that's what Don was doing too. I mean, you know, why would you have a show with the Temptations and the Beastie Boys, you know, that happened in mm -hmm. the 90s, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, old mm -hmm. and new, something, a little bit of something for everybody. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And just because well, they get a certain age doesn't mean they got to stop working, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. right. Yeah. Okay. We will dive deeper into that. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, so much, there's so much more we need to talk about. Nick, you've already agreed to come back. We're going to make it happen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Nick Fresh. Thank Woo! you. Hey. <laughs> yes, there, there it is. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We'll be back with another episode next week. Same time, same place. Uh, it's It'll be a surprise to all of us who the special guest is. Um, not, actually, it's, it's no not, surprise. It's, it's not a surprise. It's, it's a bot from Crookers. So yeah. Yeah. It, it's, nice. it's going to be a perfect right blog on. era deep dive where we talk about all the electronic music uh, to move our behinds from the 2006, 2007, <laughs> 8, 9 era. Nice so <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned to that. Unless we have anything else that should do it for us. Thanks. Until next time.
Peace. Peace. <laughs>